sure why. Well, we're getting the national anthem, but crowd mic's not picking it up too well. All right, it's a beautiful night for football. All right, national anthem just finishing up down on the field. And we're just moments away from kickoff here. Merle Burchard along with Hank Hudson at beautiful Gupton Stadium. This is one of my favorite places to go, Hank. It's just, you got the limestone on both ends of the end zone. The visitor stands across the way, almost, almost larger than the home stands. It seems like they're certainly steeper and they go up a long ways in the air. Beautiful night for football, although we're going to be kind of racing the, the clouds and the storms a little bit. So hopefully we can get everything in here tonight. Well, we got the moon coming up, uh, full moon over there in the clouds. Drifting across, a little breathtaking. Got a little tear in the eye with the national <laughs> anthem and that in the background. Uh, but this is a fantastic stadium. One of the mausoleums of high school football in Texas. Been a lot of big games for the Vipers in this stadium. Yep, including that one against Dripping Springs here last uh -huh. year. Your yep. coach say he likes coming here. Yeah, I wonder yeah, why. Yeah. Well, no kidding. Who can forget that anytime soon? Fourth and one on the one-yard line. Vipers defense steps up. That, that was the second uh, one-yard line stop for the Vipers last year. Well, if you recall, they did it against yeah. Maynard as well on That's the road. That's right, yeah. Right before halftime and answered the bell again. Vipers defense stepping up. And the real question tonight, Merle, is can the Vipers score in a different manner than we've seen so far this season because we've seen, as you talked about in the, in the pregame interview with Coach Sanders, we've seen a blocked punt for a touchdown. We've seen an interception return for a touchdown. We've seen a fumble in the end zone for a touchdown. So what does Coach Sanders have up his sleeve, the mad scientist, to score tonight? You think there'll be something? You're going to make a prediction, Mer uh, Merle Stradomus? What haven't we had? Well, we, we talked about the drop haven't kick. haven't had a kickoff return for uh, a No, we have not. Yet. That's There you go. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Merle Bertrand, prognosticator. That's the, that's I, you know, I'm not sure if what else we could do to your drop kick. We talked about right, that last right. week. Might have to put that in. Conversion return for points, maybe something uh, like that. There you go. There you go. So this Ridge will kick it off going from right to left there in all black, white numerals with a uh, Red trim, the black helmet with the familiar interlocking red V and R on the side. The kickoff going from right to left. The Vipers in their road white jerseys, black pants, black numerals, and black helmet left to right. A lot of pink on both players in of National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And the kickoff from right to left, and we are underway in week number 10. And that kickoff is going to go into and out of the end zone. The Vipers will take over first down and 10 at their own 25-yard line. An offense averaging 45 points per game. 382.3 yards per game. Senior Deuce Adams, 13 out of 16, 111 yards, three touchdowns last week. Brings him up to 1,600 yards with 23 touchdowns and two interceptions. Outstanding. What a stat line. Give a quick shout-out to senior number 24, Ben Emanuel, senior running back. Merle, he led the Vipers out under Vic the Viper, carrying the American flag. It's always a beautiful sight. And here we go. No, first down, 10-4, the Vipers going from left to right from the 25-yard line. Adams comes out, the Vipers come out in a pistol formation, send Coleman left to right in motion. And they're going to give it to Coleman around the left. There's a handle right up the middle of Brendan Fournier. Fool me out across the 35 to the 37-yard line. Well, I think 
like, like you, Merle, all eyes are on number one, especially what he's been doing this year. You know, he's the Central Texas Player of the Year uh, last year, and he's just he's going one better this year. Yes, he is. Get to his numbers here. He and Zade Oliver sharing duties in the backfield. Fournier again out across the 40 and dies out to the 42 for a five-yard pickup. That'll bring up a second down and five. A lot of variation on offense. The first play, we pulled two guys, pulled Gage Garrison and, and Skoglin from that right side leading for Fournier. So on, the, on the ensuing play, we just go straight up the middle. Zone left. Second down and five from the 42-yard line. Hand off Oliver, same play, different running back, and he crashes out to the 47. Looks like he's got enough for the first down. That's that, that, that deadly duo right there. Brendan Fournier, 69 for 381, five and a half yards per carry with seven touchdowns. The seniors, eight Oliver, 78 for 333, 4.3 yards per carry with five touchdowns. What a Pick dynamic. Poison. Yeah, what a dynamic duo those two are. First down and 10. And Adams pass over here to the near side with the play fake, and he overthrew Miles Coleman. Hard to do. There is a pretty gusty breeze blowing from right to left in the Vipers' face, so it's kind of surprising they overshot him by that much. I think you saw a little improvisation there by Deuce Adams because the cornerback for Vista number one, that's Joseph Gaines, he jumped the quick throw and Deuce gave a wave to Miles and said, go, go, go deep and uh, tried to you know, catch him over the top and run past, but good job by the senior cornerback for Vista Ridge, Joseph Gaines. Second down and 10 from the Viper 48-yard line. Just into a shuttle pass underneath the Coleman coming from left to right, trying to get the corner turn, cuts it up to the 50 and tripped up as he crossed the 50. Good for about a five-yard pickup, but that looked like it was going to go for a lot more until Carson Smith, the senior defensive back, knocked him down third and five. Great job blocking number 88, Jay Skoglin. And there you get to see Miles Coleman. You know, not only his electric speed, Merle, we see so many examples, and that was a good one of his vision. Just picked out a little crease there and slipped inside for five yards. Third down and five coming up from the Ranger 47-yard line. The receiver's left two to the near side. Now Skolgan comes in motion right to left. Dropping back is Adams looking all day to throw. Fires over the center of the field. That ball is batted away at the last second. Tried to get it down to the field to his brother Eli. But the Rangers close quickly and batted away. Sets up a fourth and five. Interesting formation there. He brings Skoglin across the formation from right to left. Had two guys running post routes. Fourth and five. Looks like the Vipers yeah. may go for it here. They may go for it. He may pooch punt it. There's really nobody back to receive it. Adams a capable pooch punter. That Ranger defense giving up just 11.1 points per game. That's and impressive. And going to be a pooch punt. That is impressive. Land goes out of bounds at the 25-yard line. Not really what the Vipers wanted right there. Only about a 22-yard punt. No return. And Vista Ridge will take over first down and 10, coming from right to left. Shank that one a bit. I mean, the objective there is you want to punt that into the corner. So right. in between maybe the top of the numbers and the hash. Got to hit just right. He's been executing that so well all year. And it is going to be Grant Anderson. Leading one of the leading tacklers on the field. He is a linebacker. Linebacker quarterback. Working at quarterback, making his second start of the year after the starter. Jackson Arnott was shaken up in week seven. And handoff left side. Not much running room there. Boy, the Viper defense stout. Diego de la Barra Vasquez, the Viper's leading tackler right there on the play. Ian Witt, what a year he's having. 
Nosegard is an absolute menace. Seven and a half tackles per game for Vasquez. Nine tackles for loss, that was number 10 right there. And a sack to boot, second down and 12 after the loss of two. You know, putting a linebacker in at quarterback kind of makes you feel good about being alive. So you've got to like that about number eight, Grant Anderson. It was 10 of 22, 217 yards with two touchdowns and an interception, moonlighting his quarterback last week. He's going to keep it himself out across the 24 and knock down right there, back near the original line of scrimmage and stacked up by about five Vipers and a flag down to boot. Yeah, that's a ball, man, popped up, but it didn't. Oh, it wasn't a flag. It was a pink towel. So it's going to bring up a third down and 11. Not much happening up front for Vista Ridge. Boy, they have really struggled on offense, but. Well, you mentioned they're giving up 11.1 points per game. The Viper defense, seven and a half points per game. The only. I'm not a math major, but that's yeah, better. The only defense <laughs> better is in the district is Vandergriff's, but it's quite a bit better. Third down and 11. Anderson the shotgun and back to his right. Trips wide right. Looked like he wanted to uh, run the draw play. Didn't have a chance. Cruz Carrasquillo right there to knock him down for a sack. And the Viper defense saying our defense isn't too shabby either. I think you're exactly right, Mo. I think that was a design run. And that time, Viper's playing some kind of game, some kind of stunt game up front. Cruz Carrasquillo looked like he scraped straight down the line of scrimmage there. And there was absolutely nowhere to go for Grant Anderson, and that is one of the things the Vipers do a lot of, Merle. They have a lot of pull and press and right. fills that they do with that front three. It's daunting to take on. Low punt, fielded on one hop by Coleman at the 50. Comes to the right side of the 45 and steps out of bounds at the 42-yard line. Pretty good coverage there by James Hester, the senior, but the Vipers will start this drive in Rangers field position. First down and 10, 7.49 to go in a scoreless first quarter. Every one of the Vipers side of the stadium kind of sits on the edge of their seat a little bit whenever yep. Miles Coleman gets his hand on punt back there. Ten years from now, we're going to be saying, were you at the game when Miles Coleman returned two punts back-to-back? <laughs> the first down or ten, Vandegrift at the Ranger 44-yard line moving left to right. Trips wide left, Coleman, or check that, Zayn Oliver comes in motion right to left to the left side, now of Adams. Handoff Coleman right up the gut inside the 40 and pushes the pile down to about the 38 yard line. I think this is a very good harbinger of things to come for the Vipers in terms of that straight ahead running rule. Not pull anybody, just right. that's just straight downhill offensive line, just pushing guys off the line of scrimmage. Give it to him again, right up the gut, hit the line of scrimmage, managed to bullhorn it forward for an extra yard or two. Gonna bring up a third down and three from the 38 yard line. Got to be able to run the football to advance deep into the playoffs. Can the uh, Vipers back in? Yeah, can the Vipers go one better this year, Merle? Can they get to that state championship game and lot to play for? Third down and three. Coleman splits out wide left. Fournier lines up in the right slot, so it's empty back set here for Adams. Two other receivers to the right side. Adams, quick drop, pass, caught over the 31-yard line. Coleman breaks free. He's going to go. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Miles Coleman. What a move by Miles Coleman to the outside, Merle, as he caught an inside dig right, 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 right there and then spun to the outside. 
And that was just a whiff by the Cedar Ridge, uh, the Vista Ridge cornerback there. Just unbelievable athleticism by Miles Coleman. What can you say? What can, I mean, as soon as he spun away, you knew he was yeah, gone. He was nobody's going to catch him. Nobody's going to catch him. Wally Olson on for the extra point. He has been perfect since being called up due to injury. Messer Maker with the hold. Olson 23 out of 23 on PATs. Good snap and hold. The kick is up. And it's good. So 6.37 to go first quarter. Vipers draw first blood. We'll take a quick break and be right back. You're listening to Bandicoot Vipers football on the cross goes into the end zone. So Mr. Ridge take over first down 10 at the 25-yard line. I mentioned, Hank, that uh, Westwood probably pulling like crazy for Vista Ridge sitting to my left and none other than Western Warriors head coach Anthony Wood. Oh my goodness. So there he is. Person keeping an eye on his opponent next week. Coach Wood. Well he played last night. I bet he's not the only Westwood coach I bet here. He's not. And I bet he's got some other uh, other coaches visiting some other games. Well hopefully the Vipers will give him nightmares tonight with <laughs> Halloween coming up. So first down and 10 for the Rangers going from right to left. Lost yardage on their first possession. Let's see what happens here. Trips wide right, one to the near side. Anderson. Quarterback draw and tripped up from behind. Pump fake, took off running around the right side. And Diego de la Ravasca says, not so fast, buddy. Lost it two, second and 12. Actually, was that him again? Good grief. Or was that 40? No, I think it was. I think it was him. Yeah. He... I mean, it's easier to say when he doesn't make a tackle right. at some point in the game. Yeah, I think it's an interesting, one of the interesting stories uh, this year, Merle, is Wiley Olsen, as he nailed that extra point there, he's the four-string kicker. I just want right. to make sure if you haven't tuned in and heard that before, down to our four-string kicker. Two receivers right. One coming in motion left or right. Viper showing pressure from the edge. They're going to swing it out right side and incomplete. Dangerously close to a lateral. Try to swing it out to the right side, but nothing doing there. That was trying to go to T.N. Murray, one of the leading receivers, sets up a third and 12. Well, Vista looks like they are running out of ideas on offense already. Running game's not working. Right. You got a linebacker throwing the football, which is never easy to do. It's a three by two spread with the linebacker. Taking the snap. Yeah, and an empty back set for Anderson. Dropping back, looking, trying to run, and he's going to go down again. First one to get to him on the jailbreak was Deshaun Morgan. He had some help there by uh, Ben Boer. Anderson, Mr. Ridge so far has negative yardage on the night with 535 to go first quarter. But what can you say about number 40, Deshaun Watson? A breakout year for him, and he's only a junior, so Viper fans will get to see him next year. Big stop for this Viper's defense, another three and out. Came into the night tied with, Par uh, with the Porter UD with uh, Parker UD with three sacks. He'll get a half a sack right there. Good snap back. And oh, Vipers brought some pressure, but he gets it away. And takes a high hop, and Coleman just gets away from it. Well, kind of got away from it. He was he was <laughs> looking at that ball. He was staring daggers at it like my cat when I yeah. haven't bet him. I think he was uh, trying to start strike some fear into the heart of the <laughs> coverage team. Dangerously close to touching that football, but what can you say about that special teams unit, oh the Vipers? Boy. I mean, it's you know all phases of the game. The Vipers have been dominating, and I and I guess also I don't know if you track this stat or if anybody ever tracks it, but the number of three and outs we've seen yes. from this Vipers defense is you know last week they had six in a row, and so they start off tonight with three two in a row. 
First and 10, Vibers at the 31-yard line, moving from left to right. Two receivers left, two to the near side. And it's going to be a quarterback draw for Adams. He can run, and he gets it out to the 40-yard line, lands awkwardly. Hopefully he gets up okay. He does. Gain a nine in the play, second down to one. Yeah, he, he can scramble. They haven't used him a lot on purpose, probably saving that for the playoffs. The usual suspects up front, blowing them open big holes. Those hog mollies are looking good again. And now whistles blow. And the Vipers across themselves five yards, make it second down and six. He got off to a little early start there. But it's that same five horsemen of the apocalypse up front, Merrill. It's Blake <laughs> Frazier, the left tackle, Jacob Henry, number 50, your left guard, Rylan Wisdom, the center, Gage Garrison, the right guard, and Sam Perry, it's number 78, the right tackle. And they have just been absolutely steamrolling teams all year. Boy, the offensive line last year was good or great, and this one I think is a bit better. It's always taken the line time to gel. This year they've come together from the very start. Excellent point. Second and six from the 35-yard line. Two receivers left, one to the near side. Play action, swing out left side, complete to Coleman on the edge. Puts his head down, digging for more, and dies across the 40, buried near the first down marker. About a yard shy, but, man, for a little guy, a lot of strength, third and one. Hey, great job out there, e Eli Adams on the block. Giving his partner in crime some room to run and set, you, set yourself up at third and very makeable behind our offensive line. I like our chances here. 4.08 to go first quarter. Vipers up 7-0 looking for more. Two receivers to the near side. Third down and about a foot and a half from just across the 40. Skogan goes in motion right to left. Now this in Brock Schultz in the motion right to left. A little misdirection there. 40. It breaks a tackle. Had the first down easily out to about the 44-yard line. Needed one, picked up four, first and ten Vipers. Boy, you got the dynamic new. You got the hammer and the, you got the ball peen hammer and the sledgehammer. <laughs> Fournier and Zade Oliver. They'll probably argue over which one's which. <laughs> Hand off again, Fournier out across the 45. He's getting stronger and stronger as the year goes on. Out to the 48-yard line, a gain of about four on the play, second and six. Well, you know what I like about him? I like a lot of things about 48, but one of the things, they hit a fumble in that first game. Right. And his ball security since then has been absolutely spot on. Yep. He really keeps that ball high and tight, those five points of contact. Viper's doing a great job this year, Merrill, taking care of the football. Second and six from the 48-yard line. Trips now wide left. Coleman comes in motion right to left to join him. Now they're going to flip-flop. Coleman in the left slot, and Oliver lined up to the left side of Adams. Play action pass. All day to throw again. Dumps it off, and it's Chilton on the dead run of the 40. 35-30, right side 20, 15-10, and knocked out of bounds at the six-yard line. Saving the touchdown was Ty Dushoke, but man, oh, man, Brock Chilton on a dead run. I'll tell you what, what a cool-looking play that was. You had trips to the left you're on the right hash mark and that's an old school kind of waggle or drag as Chilton came all the way across the field and caught the ball outside the right hash mark so he had to run a long way balls right there Adams into the end zone touchdown Zade Oliver pardon me Zade Oliver the five yard scamper and the Vipers with 13 points they're at it again I need I keep meaning to total up their tally in the first quarter this year I'm gonna have to do that before next week because they are just crushing teams right out of the gate Absolutely right. We requested a, a fast start by this Vipers yes. team rule, and they have delivered with a plum. A plum or an apple? <laughs> That's the point attempt is up. 
And Olsen knocks it through. 2.42 to go first quarter. Vipers up by 14. We'll take a break and be right back. You're listening to Van Eagle Fibers football on the horn. Kickoff coming from the 40-yard line from Reed, who's going to pound this one into and out of the end zone, into the teeth of the wind, by the way. Ooh, Charlie Reed, the senior kicker. And Mr. Ridge, again, struggling to find any sort of offense, already find themselves looking at the short end of a 14-0 score here, Hank. Well, the Vipers, Murrow, on your card, your yard scoring drive summary, give them a little extra love. <laughs> it's a six-play drive. They went 69 yards. Big play in that sequence was a 58-yard completion to the sophomore, number 17, Brock Chilton. So the Vipers are in control again. Two straight three and outs for this Vipers defense. Let's see if they can do it again. First down and 10 from the 25-yard line. Rangers coming from right to left. Empty back set. Anderson swings it out left side. Complete up to the 25 to the 27-yard line. That might be one of the first positive plays of the night. To swing it out to Cade Nathman, the senior. Gain of about three on the play, second and seven. Your friend of mine, number 55, Ben Booer on the stop. One of the cadre of excellent linebackers here at Vandergriff this year. We've had some good ones, but this group, this group is maybe one of the best bunches we've had. Took a while to get them all healthy at the same time, but That's there right. they are. Second down, seven from the 28-yard line. Empty back set. Anderson going to run to his left and looking for somebody to pitch it out to. Nobody there, and he takes a beating out to the 32-yard line. That's going to be a long night. Yes, it is. That was uh, Sebastian Cavetton, a senior yeah. who's really played himself into the lineup with a big hit there. Going to bring up a third down and two. Well, that's a deal where I think Cavetton hooked him and then yep. – Ben Boer gutted and cleaned him. <laughs> Emails open, by the way, voiceofthevipers at gmail.com. Was there a flag? Oh, there was a flag. Yep. That's a 15-yard variety. Yard. So that'll be the first first down of the night for Mr. Ridge. Yeah. I didn't see the flag anywhere. I didn't see it either. It might have been a face mask. I didn't see anything that looked like a, a sportsman-like extracurricular. So puts the ball out to the Ranger 48-yard line with a 139 to go first quarter. Vipers up 14 and nothing. First down and 10, Vista Ridge. Two receivers right, one to the near side. One coming in motion right to left. That's Murray. Dropping back Anderson, and he's going to be drilled. Just planted in the ground at the 37-yard line. Holy smokes. That was Porter Udy with sack number four. He should get credit for three sacks on that one. Yeah, that was a sack plus. Like you said, Merle, number 90, Porter Udy. What a year he is having. We got such good depth at that defensive end position. This is kind of the rotation. You got Porter Udy and Overhauser in there now, and it's Udy making his statement for defensive play of the week. That was a big time hit. Man, loss of seven, second down and 17, back to the 41 yard line. Anderson in the shotgun, Gaines goes in motion. Anderson gonna take it himself left side and out to the 43. And going to be a third down coming up here. Just a gain of a yard or two. Third down and about 15 yards to go. Cavetton again involved in the stop. Ben Boer and that man, the rolling ball of Butcher Knives himself. Number 10, Dick, Diego Delavara Vasquez. Foot speed in effect is these Vipers. Mercurial, Merle, they just get to the football so fast. And so many of them get there. Yes, they do. 
Third down and 15 from the 43-yard line. Trips wide right, two lined up and a stick to the near side. Empty back set, dropping back Anderson. Hit as he throws it again. That ball deflected and almost intercepted. Deflected by Scott Buchanan. And I think that was Diego De Lavaro Vasquez who put the hit on right when the ball. I'm pretty sure it was. Thrown. Once again, it's easier to notate when he does not make a, yeah, a right. defensive effort. He's, he is all over the place, all action, all the time. Number 10, Diego De Lavaro Vasquez. Fourth and 15, two seconds left in the first quarter. High snap. Good punt this time. Coleman catches the 27 and 30 and knocked out of bounds at the 37-yard line. And that is how the first quarter is going to come to an end. So the Vipers come on the road against an arch rival and put up 14 points. They'll have the football when we come back. 14-0 Vipers. You're listening to Brandon Vipers football on the horn. Quarter of the books from Gupton Stadium. Merle Bertrand here along with Hank Hudson. Marcus Spears down to the sideline. Brock Bollinger back at the Horn Studio. Rosie Baker keeping an eye on our video stream. First and 10. Vipers moving from right to left now from the 34-yard line. With a 14-0 lead as the second quarter gets underway. Empty back set for Adams. All day to throw again. Now he's going to be drugged down. Tried to step up through the pocket. One of the Rangers got him by the uh, shoulder pad and dropped him down. It'll be a sack. Pretty good player that time by number 48. He's not listed on their roster. That's left a shame. Left, left, left defensive end there. Loss of six, second and 16. So many different formations for the Vipers. That time they were in a three by two spread all across the width of the field. Now they're in a pistol. One receiver right, one to the near side. 48 the deep back. Gonna get the carry and tripped up as he approached the line of scrimmage. Only no gain on the play. I believe that was Caden Dees on the stop. I think it might have been nope, number, six. number six. That yeah. was Carson Smith. Carson Harden. Smith, nice looking play there. So third and 16 coming up. Well, Vipers starting to feel a little bit of the pressure from this Vista Ridge defense. Third and a country mile. So two receivers to the right, two to the near side. Adams dropping back. Firing up the left side, got a receiver open and just overshot him again. Miles Coleman, they have just missed tonight. With him stride for stride was Kelton Klimke, but wind at his back that time and that ball aired out and the Vipers will have to punt it away. Well, he's trying to drop that one in the old pickle barrel. There is a bit of a wind. And it looks like, is it Colbert back there to punt? Uh, or is that Messermaker? I don't know. I forgot to grab my binoculars. I'll have to get them in the next break. Good snap back. High punt. And the fair catch call for a mate at the 30-yard line. That is Colbert. I mean, it was. it is. Uh, yep. That's Noel Colbert. Yep. yep. Number 25, Luke Miller, the senior defensive back. Down there first for that coverage unit. And we talk about the punt return unit, but the coverage teams have been outstanding this year. Yes, they have. Got a shot at the Gage Garrison. This Gage says, Gage Garrison, it's Grandma. Grandpa and I are watching the Vipers tonight. Go Vipers. 
Thank you very much. Outstanding. On Voice of the Vipers at gmail.com. Troops wide left in a triangle. Hand off right side up to the 30 and pushed back at the 33-yard line. Gain of about four yards on the play. Tough sledding there for J.D. Jackson, their leading rusher. Jackson comes in averaging 3.3 yards per carry with a touchdown. From 32, Alec Bowman, senior defensive back, in on the stop that time. Love hearing from the grandparents. Always makes me wonder if there was any early indications when they were kids that, that, that Gage was going to be a bone-crushing, <laughs> glass-eating offensive lineman. That's exactly what he is <laughs> as a 17 or 18 year old young man. Second down and five from the 35 yard line. Trips wide left. Anderson going to take it himself left side and runs in all sorts of traffic. Going to lose two or three yards. I think number 55, Ben Bo Boer, and they're just kind of clogging things up like hair down the drain. It's going to bring up a third down and seven. And Porter, uh, excuse me, number 40, Deshaun Morgan again, Merle, three yards deep in the backfield. Mm. At the snap of the ball, just disruptive, causing confusion and delay for that Vista Ridge offense. He's having quite a breakout year again. Deshaun Morgan. Third down and seven. Chance for the Viper defense to get off the field. 9-12 to go first half. Bandy gets up 14 and nothing, looking to get the stop. Trips to the near side, one wide left. Pump fake. Anderson in trouble. And spins free. Rolling to the near side and just fires it. Intercepted and keep the feet in bounds? No. Oh, you can't come any closer than that. Cruz Carrasquillo hauled it in, tried to tip it up the sideline, but the official right there said that he was out of bounds. I think that was Scott Buchanan, well, number Scott 20. Buchanan, that's right, I'm sorry. The junior linebacker showing some depth footwork there, trying to keep his feet in bounds, but it was Cruz Carrasquillo, number 29, putting withering pressure on poor Graham Anderson. The linebacker turned quarterback for Vista Ridge. Did a pretty good job getting free there and absolutely throwing it away. Fourth down and seven, however. On the 33-yard line, no snap and a high punt. Coleman moving underneath it and lets it take the bounce. And it's going <laughs> to Coleman had to pick it up the 32-yard line and step <laughs> out of bounds. Come Cheeky. on, Miles, that hurts your average. Cheeky. <laughs> Cheeky right there, but I don't think Miles cares about the average. Right. I think he but wants a right. chance to, to do something. So that's four possessions and four consecutive three and outs. Technically, they had a first down, but it was on a penalty. So right. that's not really a first down from scrimmage. But they do not have a first down from scrimmage thus far. So that's four straight. Not too shabby. This Viper's defense. Viper offense has plenty of them. First and 10 at the 32-yard line. Two receivers to the left, double tight end set. Swing pass right side to Coleman. And pass thrown a little bit too low. Maybe just as well, because there were three black shirts around him. Don't think that was going to go too far. Second down and 10. I do like the football IQ there from Miles Coleman. Went ahead and fell on that football just to make sure just it wasn't a lateral. Sure. Yep. Smart heads up play. With all the things you see him do, you, d you just know his, he's got to be, you know, his IQ is just off the charts in terms of yeah. the division that we see, and he always manages to find these creases and things like that. He just makes a lot of smart football plays. Second and 10 from the 32-yard line, 8.43 to go first half. Adams in the shotgun. Play action. 
Now the pocket breaks out, he rolls to his left and fires it over here to the near sideline, just throws that one away as he had George Farley in the neighborhood, but he was well covered. Sets up a third down and 10. Mr. Ridge living up to their billing as a stingy defense, bro. Yeah. This is a good test for this Viper offense. Yes, indeed. Give a shout out to my mom tuned in from the great state of Illinois tonight. If it's going to be down in the 30s here next week, it's going to be cold. Uh, I bet there. it's going to be cold. What about your Bears quarterback last week? Coming off the bench, the Division II player. Have you heard? Did you did you see any of that? No, I didn't. I bet she did though. Third down or two. Adams in trouble. Steps up, up to the 35 and tripped up from behind. Falls out near the 40 yard line and picks up eight yards. Sets up a fourth and two and an interesting decision here for Coach Sanders. Up 14 to zero, 8:21 and counting. Looks like the traditional punt unit's going to come on out. Grandma says, Gage has always been a gentle giant, but a better man. Spoken <laughs> like a true grandmother right Outstanding. there. Outstanding. Well, I don't, you know, I, I bet he's a nice young man off the field, but he's a bone <laughs> crusher when he's got that helmet on, that's for sure. And it's a fake. Must make her on the punt. Fires over to the right side and caught. Oh, no. Oh. Dropped. Had him at the 47-yard line and dropped it. A great fake by Mustamaker. A perfect throw, maybe a little high, and just dropped it, dropped it the last second. Mm. Came down awkwardly, I think. Number six, George Farley, having a really good year. Need him to get up, please. Yeah, Merle, the uh, Justin Fields got hurt in the second string quarterbacks of rookie. I can't even think of his name, but he's a uh, Division II. Wow, I did. I, Undra I undrafted that. free agent. Tyler Baguette is his name. Thank you, Brock. Brock's paying attention. Yes, indeed. We haven't put him to sleep. So first down and 10 Rangers. They'll take over going left to right from the Viper 40-yard line. This will be a test for the Viper defense. You show confidence in your defense by going for it on fourth down on your side of the field. So let's see if they respond. Four receivers lined up here in a triangle and a diamond on the near side of the field. Now one of them breaks out, spreads out even wider. Anderson swing pass, right side complete to the 40. A little running one to the 35 to the 30. Best play of the night down to the 25-yard line as they swing it out to Cade Nathman. Good for their first first down from scrimmage of the night. Well, we asked for something different. We have not seen a fake punt. Right. And they, they did run one. So it's in the playbook. Vipers surrendering their first first down from scrimmage. And with 7.30 and counting in the second quarter. Mm. Vipers up 14 nothing. They flip the formation now. A diamond to the left side. They split out the wide receiver, J.D. Jackson. Pump fake. Anderson going to run. Now bounce it back to the left side. A little jump pass to the 25-yard line and bust it up nicely. Hollister Stevens was not fooled at all. Lost a two on the play. Well, Hollister Stevens looks like somebody shot him out of a gun there, yeah. Merle. Closed the door very quickly. Well, they're trying, trying something different, trying something new, these Vista Ridge Rangers. You've got an athletic Tim Tebow-type quarterback just trying to make something happen. Second and 12 coming up now from the Viper 27-yard line. That looked like an Australian rules play. It did. Trips to the right, nobody to the left side. 
Jackson lined up to the right. Now they split out Nathan to the left. Anderson dropping back, rolling right, fires underneath and complete sit-down pass inside the 20 down to the 18-yard line. Ran out of my camera shot there. Sorry about that. But again, about two yards shy of the first down, third down and two coming up. Not sure I've ever seen that passing technique before. The sit-down pass. Yeah. <laughs> falling backwards. Got to be pretty athletic to make that throw. Again, one of the leading tacklers, a linebacker <laughs> on defense. I mean, come on. You do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Makes me feel good about humanity that you have a guy that can play linebacker and quarterback at right. 6A. That's a good storyline. Third down and a long two from about the 18-yard line. And Flagg on the far side of the field to run and play up the middle, stacked up for no gain. So now do you want fourth down and four, or do you want to push him back five yards? Assuming this is on Vista Ridge. They're asking Coach Sanders what he wants to do here, so. That's always a good sign. Yes, indeed. Coach Sanders didn't quite make it to the bottom of the numbers. It's, you know, we, we see him get him to the to the bottom of the numbers. Uh, that's when he's that's, that's when he's uh, right. ups, upset. <laughs> so he's not upset there. Well, also two, so the Vipers are going to turn it down and make it fourth and four. It would be a 36-yard field goal from here. Looks like this ridge is going to go for it. Why not? Why not? Big play here. Trips to the near side, and a timeout. Timeout taken by the Rangers. We'll keep it here because I don't want to take a chance of missing anything big. So 5.28 to go. Still a ball game, 14-0. Oh, yeah. Vipers have scored on two of their five possessions, but they've had two punts and a turnover on downs after the failed fake punt. So Vista's giving us some resistance as much as we've had so far this year, I would say, Merle. The first half has just been blowout City USA for these Vipers. This is the closest margin of victory we've had at this point in the game, I think, so far this season. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And, and you know, Vandekov needs to get pushed. You don't want to get him pushed to the point where they lose the game. Right. But uh, it's not going to get any easier when they're in the playoffs. Well, it's kind of a situation, you know, do you want uh, do you want the, the the hammer or the anvil in terms of Division One or Division Two going into the playoffs? Because it all gets good. Ron Rock leading Cedar Ridge 27 to nothing in the second wow. quarter. So Ron Rock doing Ron their Rock. part to help the Vipers stay a uh, Division One team. Wow, wow, wow. So next week, Round Rock has got this Vista Ridge Ball Club. That'll be a that'll be a huge game. Here we go after the timeout. Now they're going to go for the field goal. So this will be a 36-yard attempt from just to the left side. And the snap is bobbled. Loose ball, and the Vipers are going to get it. Well, the only better result there would have been a scoop and score. Yeah, Aiden Jones, who's got three interceptions on the year, will get a fumble recovery there. And after... Uh, a nice drive by the Rangers, their best drive of the night. A miscue on special teams. And you wonder if they regret taking that timeout now. Yes, well, coming out of a, coming out of a timeout, that's got to be really disappointing as a coach. Get a chance to get out of their best drive of the night with some points. 
That's one of those things where you beat yourself. Yeah. And we've seen historically this Vipers team just doesn't do that. We don't see a lot of bobbled snaps. Although we did have one in the first game this year, but they cleaned all that up. Last week we saw a snap over the punter's head. So first down to Vipers from the 30-yard line. Gusek stays on the board, a handoff to Forney up the middle. He tripped up across the line of scrimmage out to about the 33-yard line. A gain of, they give him two, second down and eight coming up from the 32-yard line. Yeah, 5-4 cool. to go first half, Vipers up 14-0. Full credit to this defensive unit. They've got some football players over there. The quarterback slash linebacker, Grant Anderson, on the tackle that time. He's going to be tired tomorrow, I think. <laughs> That's a busy night at the 6A level. Second down and eight. Empty back set. Coleman goes in motion right, uh, left to right. Trips there to the near side. Adams dropping back, rolling to his left. Stops in trouble. He's going to be sacked again back to the 25-yard line. That's number nine, Caden Dees. He's had a nice night for the yes, Rangers. Yes, indeed. And there's a flag, Merle. Looks like we're going to get an unsportsmanlike call against someone. Yeah, hopefully it's against the guys in black, and that'll eliminate the sack. Right now, it's third and 15. Looks like there was some excessive celebration or giving them the business, as they say, after the play by the defense. So did anybody from Vandegrift retaliate? Oh, it's on the Vipers. Yes, indeed. So went from bad to worse right there. I think that's a, a case, Merle, where Caden Dees came in, made a really super good play, then maybe stood up and was talking a little bit of trash and one of the Vipers home linemen took exception. Took exception, yeah. Want to defend his quarterback there, so that's a, you like the sentiment. You don't like the result. Don't it's like third the and result. 27 now. Ball spotted all the way back at the Vanderbilt 12-yard line. Those offensive linemen get very, very protective. Their backs and receivers. Third down and 27 from about the 12-yard line. Two receivers right. Scoban to the left side. Adams dropping back. Going for it off the far sideline. That ball is batted away. Great coverage downfield. Trying to get it down to Miles Coleman. Stride for stride with Cl uh, Kelton Klimke again. Great coverage by number 21. Kelton Klimke. Stride for stride. Did a good job looking back for the football. That's a really nice job by the defensive back from this ridge right there as he turned. You gotta watch the you gotta watch the receiver's eyes and hands. When you see him go, that's right. when you've got to turn around and run in stride for stride. Made a beautiful defensive play there. Well thrown football. Paul Bear two yards deep in the end zone, launching the beauty into the night sky. It's gonna be a fair catch called for and made at the 46-yard line. So about a 45-yard punt with no return. 402 to go first half. Vipers hanging on to a 14-0 lead. Great job again, Luke Miller. Down in coverage, and also number 32, Alec Bowman, senior defensive back, putting the special in special teams. Well, the Vipers got out of the gate quickly, but Vista Ridge has really tightened things up here. Looks like your coach Sanders giving the credit to his special teams coordinator, but you got to find the right mentality player to be on special teams. You got to be, you got to be feisty. You got to be. The Johnny Hustle guy always managed to find some really 
good pieces that fit the puzzle. Another penalty against the Vipers. Mm. Another 15-yarder. Coach Sanders is not going to like this. That's the second 15-yard penalty. And that puts the ball across the midfield stripe into Viper territory again at the 45-yard line. Well, Viper defense is going to be tested again. Four, two to go first half. First down and 10. Rangers at the Viper 45-yard line. Four receivers and a diamond on the left side. Anderson, pump fake, and whistles blow. And this might be five again the other way. Yep, five yards coming back on the procedure call. Little scrappy. So that's three 15-yard penalties against the Vipers, Merle. 60 yards in penalties against the Vipers so far in the first half. Not a statistic that Coach Sanders is going to be happy with. And not usual. Not usual. Not, not this year. It's happened in the past, but yeah. this year these guys have been very mature about things. Very disciplined. What this we do know, is, yeah. What we do know is that on Monday morning, the offending Vipers <laughs> will have the opportunity to address the team and explain how they will correct their malfeasance. First down, 15. Dropping back, Anderson. Pass over to the right side. That ball is overthrown. Tried to drop it in there, but the pass ball is incomplete. Will Paul send second to the station identification? You're listening to Vandica Fibers Football on the Horn. You're listening to KTAE AM Elgin, K270CO Round Rock, Texas Sports, the Horn. The Horn. Second down of 15 from the midfield stripe with 3.55 to go. Two receivers left, one to the near side. Pistol formation for the Rangers. As Murray comes in motion right to left, so now trips on the left side. Play action. Going to his left as Anderson gets away. And now fires over to the left side. That ball is batted away. Good pursuit from the back side by Deshaun Morgan. Anderson, a pretty good throw on the run, but it's sailed on for the last second, sets up a third and long. Well, that's got to be a really tough ask on a young athlete. Grant Anderson must have a great attitude because you think about those deeper routes. Those are, a lot of those are timing throws. You know, did, did he work with the receivers at seven-on-seven seven in the summer? Did he right. work during, you know, the, the first day of two-a-days all the way through summer drills, working on those throws with the receivers? And, you know, it doesn't seem likely since they had him, as, you know, as a starting linebacker and he's leading the team in tackles. So he's coming in. You know, throwing, he's getting thrown into the deep end of the swimming pool, doing his best to keep his head above water. So hats off to the young man. Addison rolled to his right on a 30-15 and tries to dump it off underneath. Incomplete. Tried to get it to Tion Murray. Sebastian Cavetton there to make sure that was not complete. And it'll set up a fourth and 15. They're punting it or not again here for the Rangers. 3.42 to go, so the Vipers will get it back. Be nice to get one more score here, Hank, because Vista Ridge will get the ball to start half number two. Well, I don't think that the Vipers are going to be pleased at all, Merle, with their offensive output so far. You know, you got a couple of touchdowns, but one, two, three punts and a turnover on downs after the fake punt. And a low line drive punt. Going to land and bounce out of bounds. So they'll be, and field position is part of that issue. They've been back inside their 20 a lot, which is uncharacteristic for the Vipers. Well, Mr. Riz doing a good job playing the field position game. Vipers have had one drive that started on the 44-yard line. 
after that shank punt on their second possession. They went ahead and punched that one in. But the last three possessions, Merrill, have been a turnover on downs and two punts. So with 3.34 left in the half, balls on your own nine-yard line. Should be interesting to see here how conservative or how aggressive the Vipers get in this situation. Don't want to make a mistake going into halftime. That's exactly right. Don't want to give Visceridge any momentum. The fans have been late arriving, but they're here in force now. First down and 10 from just inside the 10, moving from right to left. Adams, handoff. And I think that was Fournier, I believe, out to the 13-yard. Nope, it was Zade Oliver. Gain of two on the play, second down and eight. Vipers look to be operating at their normal pace. Not in too big of a hurry here, so you gotta think maybe they're trying to do some clock management here. With a 14-point lead, that's a safe call. I like it. Pullman goes in motion left to right, splits out wide to the right. Oliver lined up to the right side of Adams, second down and eight. Adams, pump fake, starts right, now rolls to his left, directing traffic. Now he's going to tuck it under and scramble out to the 20 and steps out of bounds to the 23-yard line. Great field awareness there by Eli Adams. Realized he had plenty of Gupton Stadium turf in front of him to pick up the first down. Well, I like that they were going to take a shot downfield there. Got a couple of deep routes, including Miles Coleman, but Mr. Riz doing a good job in de defense, and Deuce is taking what the defense gives him, but it's a first down Vipers. Out to the 23-yard line. Straight ahead, handoff, and this is Oliver. Boy, he was just starting to get ahead of steam before he was knocked down, but still about a five-yard pickup for Zade Oliver. Bring up a second down and five. Number 17, Ty Dichokay on the stop. Also number 42 for Vista Ridge. That is Milligan, the linebacker. He's only a sophomore. Second down and five, maybe six from the 28-yard line. 2-10 to go first half. One receiver to the right, two to the near side. Coleman goes in motion. They fake the shuttle pass underneath to him, and now they're going to swing it out to him in the right flat. Complete to the 25 to the 30. Has a first down, tripped up at the 38-yard line. That'll be good for a first down. What an open field tackle there by Josan Gaines. I wouldn't get in Miles Coleman's way. Oh, man, he had a head of steam there. Like Superman flying through the air right yeah. there. <laughs> First and 10 out to the 39-yard line. 145 to go. Clock is ticking. Got to think the Vipers are going to take at least one more shot down the field. Three timeouts for Vandegrift. Pistol formation. Handoff Fournier right side. Follows his blockers. Breaks free to the 50. 45-40. Foot race and drug down from behind at the 33-yard line. Brendan Fournier. Right up to gut, saving the touchdown was Dusho okay. Big time run by Fournier there, Merlin. Again, a great job with ball security as Vista doing it, doing every bit that they can to try and strip the ball. Flips the field down to the Rangers 33 yard line. Play action, Adams in trouble. Starts to left, spins to his right, and is gonna be drugged down for a yard loss on the play. Could have been a lot worse, second down and 11. I think there's your timeout, Merle. With 109, you got the ball on the 34-yard line. Chance for Vipers to get something right here before the halftime. This is doing a good job containing the Vipers offense so yep. far. Based on the historical precedent of this year, 14 points 
even if you score a touchdown here, 21 points would be the lowest output for Vandergriff in the first half by a large margin. They've had that in the first 10 minutes of the game. Yes, indeed. Multiple times. Full credit to Vista Ridge. They came to play. Do like the do like the way that the Vipers are taking care of the football right now. So on that last play, Fournier, uh, the second to last play, Fournier broke into the clear, and you kind of felt the defenders coming up behind him, and he put both hands over the football to make sure there was no chance whatsoever he was going to lose that in a fumble. McNeil leading Stony Point, 14 to seven, second quarter. That's oh, not wow. great news for the Vipers. No, it's not. Second down and 11 from the 36-yard line. Now they split three receivers out to the right side and one to the near side. Empty back set here for Adams. Swing pass out there to the 35 and back to the original line of scrimmage. That's about it. They go to Brock Chilton again. Going to bring up a third down at about 10. Going to use Miles Coleman as a decoy, I think, there because he was right. split wide left. All eyes on him. Vipers want to milk the clock down to not leave anything left for Vista. Third and 10 from the 33. Trips on the left side, one wide right. Adams with the empty back set, dropping back. Looking, pocket breaks down again. He's in trouble again. He's going to go down again. Sacked back at the 36-yard line. Timeout Vandergrift. Fourth down with 22 seconds to go. Number 51 for Vista Ridge. Senior defensive lineman Tyler Gilliland. Well, 53 yards from here, that's asking an awful lot of a sophomore kicker, even with the wind at his back. Well, he's got so, he's got a big leg. Yeah. We've seen him kick the ball through the end zone, but wind has died down a bit. you got to figure that's maybe a bit too far for a field goal, wouldn't you think? I would think so. I think you learn as an offense more from a game like this than just running rush out over people. I think so too. I think so too. There's a lot of questions being asked by the Vista Ridge defense tonight. And so far, the Vipers have not had all the answers. That's true. Started off pretty easy. Looked like another day at the office, but Vandergrift hasn't scored in what, about the last 20 minutes or so of game yeah. time? looking at like another rather pedestrian start to the game and this is not done yet we know they have a throw into the end zone for a jump ball yep offense comes back on the field fourth down and 13 from the ranger 36 yard line 22 ticks on the clock coleman split wide right two to the near side for adams and a timeout taken by vista ridge they've seen what the vipers come out with and they want to talk it over themselves the chess, the match, chess con match continues strategery so you figure the vipers you know you can throw it in the end zone here or you got one timeout left Muriel, if you can get something over the middle and pick up a first down yep. call your timeout and get the field goal unit out you got plenty of time with the, for that to happen with 22 seconds left so should be interesting to see where they attack here the between the hashes maybe jay scoglin yeah. up the middle he's a difficult guy to cover and if you want to save that timeout, you can hustle up and spike it because they'll stop the clock while they move the chains if you pick it up. That's a good point. Then you'd have another shot to go into the end zone. So I think we might see the Vipers try and do something here to pick up a first down. 
Just to your point, they've got plenty of time here to run at least two plays. And you got that one timeout. Beautiful full moon after the weather cleared out. So far, so good. Fourth down and 13 from the 36-yard line after the back-to-back -back timeouts. Same formation for Vandergut. They haven't changed up the, uh, the look of the play. Two receivers to the near side. Coleman spit wide right. Oliver goes in motion to the left. Adams dropping back all day to throw. Now the pocket starts to break down. He spins to his left. Now back to his right. In trouble. Scrambles. Breaks free. Directing traffic. Firing towards the end zone. That ball is tipped up. Caught. Caught at the five-yard line. George Paul Farley. in was George Farley. That's all Deuce Adams right there. Just buying extra time. Earl scrambling around. Seven seconds. Stop the clock to move the chains. And now the officials are going to stop the clock. I think they called the timeout. That took a long time for that play to develop, so the Vipers not going to take any chances. They'll call the timeout. Well, everyone was covered, and Deuce Adams just did a great job keeping his eyes downfield. I think that there's a lot of quarterbacks, Merle, that would have just tucked it up and run right there. Right. Deuce Adams with his eyes downfield. He started scrambling the right, right, came all the way back out to the left hash and found Farley all the way across the field. That's about a 40-yard throw in the air. Farley did a good job going to get that football, and they did put seven seconds back on the clock, so the Vipers. So what do we got? Did we call our timeout? I think we called the timeout. Yeah, that's, this. They yeah, put that's a couple of seconds back on the clock, so seven seconds on the clock. That'll be first and goal from the six-yard line. So do you run one play into the end zone and then kick the field goal if you don't make the touchdown? Not with no timeouts. Not with no timeouts? Well, you might if you a quick pass. It's got to quick, be very quick. Got to be quick. And for everybody watching on video, I apologize for my camera work. That was a tricky one. Yeah, that was. Uh, I needed two cameras, one in each eye. I mean, I don't mean to date myself here, but that looks rather Fran Tarkington. Yes. In, in effect. I don't know if he was going to take off and run. Uh -huh. or was, uh, so I kind of split the difference and missed everything. Yes, indeed. Well, it's okay. Merle's doing double duty. So first and goal after the timeout. At the sixth yard line, one receiver wide right, two to the near side. Oliver lined up to the left side. Play action. Looking, looking. Pass into the end zone. Oh, oh. off the fingertips of Brock Chilton with two seconds left. Now do you go for it or do you try to kick the field goal? I think you kick the field goal here. I think that was a catchable football, but it would have been a bit of a circus catch. But we've seen Mr. Chilton haul those down before, so. Had a lot of mustard on that one. Yeah, he, he, he put the laser beam throw in there, so that's hard to handle. So it'll be a 24-yard field goal, not much more than an extra point. Wiley Olsen, two for two with the long at 37, so certainly within his range to try to make it a three-possession game. Out of the hole, the mess maker. Good snap and hold, kick is up, looks good from here. And it's right between the uprights, and that is how the first half is gonna come to an end as the Vipers salvage three points to take a 17 to nothing halftime lead. Well, it's 17 to nothing, Hank, but uh, we got a ball game. Vista Ridge has given the Vipers a bit of a hassle. Well, the Vista Ridge defense is making it a ball game. Yes. Now, this is hands down the best defensive effort we've seen all year against this Vipers offensive machine. So full credit to Cedar uh, to Vista Ridge for coming in here, putting together a good game plan defensively. 
you know, they've got a good football team uh, that Coach Sanders said in his pregame remark, all the best uh, pregame remarks, all the best players are on defense. And they're getting the job done. See what happens in the second half. So if this is going to get the ball, Merle, to start the second half, if, you know, they haven't done that much in terms of offense. They've only got about four first downs. And they just don't look like they have any real ideas against the, the Vipers' defensive unit. Well, you know, we, we saw um, uh, Cochran, Mason Cochran. I think you mentioned it in the pregame show, the Ron Rock quarterback, known for running around. And that's, that's what he's done. That's what he's built his high school career on. The Vipers handled that very well. So they're not going to be that intimidated by a linebacker converted into a quarterback <laughs> position. But he's done a decent job managing the offense. They've had their chances. Yes, indeed. Well, I mean, you have a, you know, a, a very makeable field goal opportunity and just couldn't convert the snap. So the you know, Vantage Vipers there, you've got to take the opportunities that you're giving because, <coughs> excuse me, the margins are very small at this level. Yep. And if you, you, know, if you have an opportunity to put points on the board, especially against Vandergriff, uh, you've, you've, got to you've got to capitalize. So uh, let's see what happens in the second half. But there's a lot to play for here. Vista Ridge is still in this football game. Can't go around making, making a bunch of mistakes. I know Coach Sanders is not going to be happy with the penalties. No, he's not. Uh, that's three 15-yard penalties. Uh, that can be backbreakers. In a, in a tightly competitive game, those can cost you the football game. So we're going to have to clean up some of that and then come out and get a stop quickly. I mean, there's, there's let's see, one, two, three, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five three and outs in that first half. Come out and get a quick stop, go put some points on the board, and uh, let's let's get this game in the bag. I like the way that sounds. 17 and nothing to score here at the end of the first half. Vipers on top. We'll take an extended break, pay some bills since we didn't take that many breaks in the first half. And uh, when we come back, we'll hear from uh, Coach Sanders. Marcus Spears caught up with him down on the sideline. We'll get his thoughts on the first half, get the stats of the first half put together, and set the table here for half number two. 17-0 Vipers, you're listening to Vanderbilt Vipers football on the horn. We are at halftime at Guffey Stadium. 17 and up in the score here. The Vipers on top of the Vista Ridge Rangers. Merle Burton, Hank Hutchett, and Marcus Spears here. Buck Bollinger back at the, uh, the Horns Radio Studios. And just a few moments ago, Marcus had a chance to catch up with head coach Drew Sanders. This should be very interesting. Let's get Coach Sanders' thoughts on a tough first half. Of, oh, we'll, we'll hold on for just a second. Thank you, Bart. No worries. So uh, while Buck's viewing that up, uh, Marcus, your thoughts? You're down on the sideline. The fans kind of arriving a little bit late tonight. This weather and the lightning delay and that kind of thing, but it's got to be a pretty good atmosphere here tonight. Yes, it's a typical atmosphere. Fans are excited. Uh, players are excited. It's, it's the band's excited as usual. Ba yeah, the band's always excited. Yeah. They're putting on yeah. a great show down there on the field. And uh, now we got to queue it up, so let's hear what Coach Anders had to say about the first half of football. Thanks, guys. 14, I mean, 17 or nothing halftime. What are your thoughts, Coach? You know, we knew coming into this game how tough their defense is. We're kind of seeing that. They were able to stop us three drives in a row. So um, kudos to them. Our defense is playing lights out right now. So, um, I, I'm, you know, actually I think we've done some good things. It's nice to, to be tested some, and we got to grow up a little bit. All right, thanks, Coach. Good luck in the second half. He seemed my own microphone for the video, folks. He seemed pretty calm. He seemed uh, almost like this is what he expected to see out of Vista Ridge. Well, you got a team that is fighting for for their playoff lives right now, and and the defense they're known for. This is kind of expected. You're not expecting to throw up 28 in the first half. Right. Right. Yeah. So, 
I can see why he would become. I think he kind of expected a tough game out of Vista Ridge. Well, some quick scores that going on in Central Texas here in week number 10 while Hank uh, tabulates some of the stats together. Liberty Hill uh, out in Bastrop, 31 to 7, second quarter. Cedar Park uh, against Leander, 21 to nothing. And now 32 to 18, Cedar Park or Liberty Hill against Bastrop. So a couple of updates there. The game that we're keeping an eye on, McNeil leading Stony Point now 22 to 7. So that's not good news for the Vipers. No, that doesn't bode well for the Vipers in not terms the, of. Not the hopes of trying to get in the end of the Division II uh, team. They've gone to the half between Round Rock and Cedar Ridge. I don't see a score for that one, but uh, Round Rock was leading that one by a pretty wide margin. So, Stati yeah, we'll Statistically, Merle, the Vipers are in the ascendancy, but it has been a little bit of tough sledding. As Coach Sanders uh, mentioned, there was three straight uh, possessions there where we had uh, two punts and we attempted a fake punt uh, and didn't convert that, so it was a turnover and downs. Uh, but that's that's uh, and you add to that the first possession of the game, you got two first downs and then punted. So Vipers had seven possessions in that first half. You get two touchdowns and a field goal. Uh, that last drive, Merle, was 10 plays, and you went about 80 yards to get down there to uh, kick a 30, what is that, about a 38-yard field goal? Right. So um, looks like Deuce Adams is 6 of 12 in that first half for 158 yards and a touchdown pass. That one touchdown pass was on the second possession of the game where we had a sh the shortest field started on the positive 44 yard line he hit miles coleman on a beautiful little dig route but miles did all the work spinning to the outside went 37 yards for a touchdown miles has got three catches for 50, 56 yards and a touchdown uh looks like brock chilton has got number 17 the sophomore has got two catches for 61 yards that second td drive merle we started on our only 31-yard line, so you go 69 yards in six plays. The bulk of that coming on a 58-yard reception, a beautiful drag route, like an old waggle right. route to Brock Chilton. Ran a long way all the way from the left side of the field across the hash to catch that and got upfield, did a great job on yards after catch there. So he's got two catches for 61 yards. Uh, also, George Farley brought down a big catch there to end the half for 38 yards to set us up for that field goal to end the half. So the Vipers have done some good things on offense. We've managed to move the football a bit, a bit on the ground. The uh, the two ball, you know, the, the two hammers, ball peen and sledgehammer. Uh, <laughs> that's Fournier. He's got uh, seven carries for 51 yards. Zade Oliver's got seven carries for about 35 yards, and he's got the other touchdown on about a five-yard scamper. So the Vipers have done some good things, but they have been tested tonight, Merle, against this Vista Ridge defense. What's interesting is that the running game was really working early on, right up the gut, big plays right up the middle of the field, and then Vista Ridge found something. They were clogging up the middle, and those plays that were getting six, seven yards in the first quarter were getting two in the second quarter. So what kind of adjustments do you think Coach Miles is going to make to kind of overcome that as the never-ending chess match goes on? Well, that's a great question, Merlin. And what we have seen historically from this Vipers team is they do make – changes at halftime and it's right. you know there's different things they do on defense i i expect we'll see some different things on offense as well as coach mauser is going to try and figure out a way to sustain some drives against vista ridge and m widen the margin here you got a 17 point lead feels comfortable especially with what your defense is doing but the game is definitely not over it's not indeed and marcus you know when you, when you talk to coach he brought up a very good point he said we need to grow up a little bit 
talking about those uh, a little spell there with a couple of personal foul penalties. The Vipers had done that years ago when, when the program was coming up. Guys would get a little emotional and create those kind of penalties. The last couple of years, that's kind of gone away. So when that happens, what happens on the sideline? Uh, typical coaching, coaching, just letting guys know, hey, you got to calm down, relax, right. uh, do your job. The thing I, I tend to notice is I tend to notice that um, – on the on the offensive end, I'm noticing what Vista Ridge is doing to uh, Coleman. They're, they're shadowing him the whole game. Um, if he, they're, they're trying to move him around. When they try to move around, the whole defense shifts. Gotcha. On that first touchdown that he on, on the touchdown he scored, it seems like they tried the solo coverage and he just made one guy miss. I think they made an adjustment after that, and that's pretty much been the reason why you haven't seen as much explosion. But you've seen him beat guys deep, so. That's something I noticed on the sideline. Well, it's going to be interesting. I think that's one of the adjustments we're probably going to see. Is uh, And we did see an attempt there on that last drive where we had Miles Coleman split wide, wide left, and he ran a, a quick screen back to the right to try and to beat that double team that you're talking about, Marcus, where I think you're exactly right. I think they got him bracketed all the way where you've got a guy underneath and a guy on top in coverage just because he's the best player in Central Texas probably. So, you know, even in the face of all that, he's – got one touchdown and three catches for 56 yards so I think it's going to be uh, the question is going to be in the second half guys is okay what other uh, contributors can we have on the offensive side of the ball you know we're gonna have to sustain the the, the ground a bit and then you know let's bring in uh, some passes to Eli Adams Jay Skoglund hasn't had any targets yet in his first first half so we do have completions to Farley and uh, Brock Chilton but we need to we need to involve some of these other guys in this offense because it'll pay dividends as you get into the playoffs 17 and nothing Vipers on top. We've been talking about playoff position, Division One versus Division Two. One of the reasons I don't think you really want to go Division One, although you might not have a choice, it is Westlake 35, Bowie nothing in the second quarter. It is Lake Travis 38, Austin High nothing in the second quarter. And Marcus got us a score on the Round Rock game. It's Round Rock 27, Cedar Ridge 0. That's at the half right now. So, so that's, that's, that's a, the good news. That's a positive development. The bad news is Stony Point is uh, – is uh, losing tonight to McNeil by a score of 22 to seven late in the second quarter. What so. a job by former Viper defensive coordinator Scott Hermes and McNeil. I mean, they have con gone, they have improved dramatically over the last couple of years. I mean, they are knocking on the door for a playoff spot. Well, the, uh, for those of you watching on video, I called it up so you could see what we're looking at. The Vipers on top of the heap, Westwood at four and two. If this score holds, if all those scores hold up. Westwood's going to be four and two. Vista Ridge will drop to three and three. Ron Rock will improve to four and two. McNeil will improve to three and three. And Stony Point will be two and four. To stay in Division Two, we need either two of the three: Stony Point, Ron Rock, or uh, Westwood to get into the playoffs. That's what we're looking for right now. One of those teams is winning. One of those teams is losing. But you'd still have two of them in there. Long way to go yet. The night isn't over in those games. We got to win our game here first, but. Yes. That's kind of what we're looking at heading down the stretch here. McNeil's going to go to three and three, so you'll have you'll have Round Rock and Westwood at four and two, right? If the results hold, so that would put us into Division that Two. That would put us in Division if Two if that holds. But next week you've got Westwood playing against us. But I mean, I with the so wins, we get a chance to shoot ourselves in the foot yeah. by knocking down <laughs> yeah. Westwood. Well, I mean, you got to wonder: are they already in? At four I, I think they are. I, I think, think they all, are, but maybe mathematically. Yeah, but I, I think, think they, they are. are. Yeah. So then it becomes a function of, okay, Round Rock. 
next week they've got this Vista Ridge Rangers team, so I don't know about that one. I don't either. I mean, they're in control right now against Cedar Ridge, but Cedar Ridge is, you know, hasn't won a district game, so, you know, and, and uh, you know, Brown Rock's got losses to McNeil. Yep. It's going to be very interesting. It's, it's going to be a grab a, grab a, you know, grab the names out of a hat. See yes, we, we, we just know that we want to win out and not be a part of that. Exactly right. I just don't want to get into a scenario, Merle, where we have to go uh, have Coach Sanders meet the other coaches and flip a coin at the oh. at the uh, at the, the K-Bob Steakhouse, like <laughs> Friday Night Lights. You remember right. that? The, uh, yeah, we don't want to get into that scenario with the coin flip. Oh, I hate that. You remember back in the day also they used to have uh, you would decide thing on penetrations. Oh, ended, ended yes. Yeah. I was oh. just thinking about That's that. That's brutal. <laughs> That Absolutely. is as bad as deciding soccer matches <laughs> on penalty kicks. I mean, what's the point? Yeah. You play for two hours and you play a completely different game to decide things? I mean, thankfully, there have been innovations yes. in the modern game where we have a <laughs> reasonable overtime system and the playoff de you know, deciders. Yeah. I think one of the best things that's happened to high school football in the state of Texas is opening up the playoffs and expanding the, the, the divisions to where you have two divisions per classification. Right. I think that has been an absolute you know, windfall in terms of, you know, the spectator involvement in the game because it's such a big deal in the state of Texas. You know, I come home a lot on, uh, you know, Friday afternoons and you, you know, drive some of these some of these small towns, Burnett, Marble Falls, uh, Lampasas, and, I mean, you, the whole town is, you know, colored up and suited yep. up. They're ready to go to the football game on Friday night. And it's just been a, you know, I mean, there's always been a great spectacle to watch high school football in the state of Texas, but I, I think it's, it's, it's even better now. I always go back to what Brad Cohn said, the voice of the Timberwolves since that school uh, came into being on the PA, first on the PA, and then when we're doing the KMAC broadcast, and now with this invite, he refers to football in Texas as the national sport of Texas. <laughs> and that pretty much sums it up that right there. That sums it up right there. Yeah. Well, uh, Marcus, any final thoughts here? Because we're going to take one more quick break and be back in time for the second half. So what do you expect to see in the second half of this game? Uh, I expect to see either either explosion in the offense and pass the game or the runner start opening up. You keep pounding it inside, at, at some point the defense will break. Well, the good news is you got a 17 You can work that clock, work that running game, and shorten up this game a little bit maybe. Yeah. So we shall see. We're about nine minutes away from the start of the second half. We'll take one more quick break and be back in time for the second half kickoff. Emails open, by the way, voiceofthevipers at gmail.com. You're listening to Vandica Fibers Football on the Horn. This is Ridge Marching Band entertaining the crowd here as the halftime winding down. We still have about four minutes or so to go. Merle Burchon along with Hank Hudson. 17 to nothing Vipers on top of the Vista Ridge Rangers as we Week number 10 already, Hank. There's one week left in the it regular season. It just flies by, doesn't it? But, but this will make you feel better. I was thinking about this last night at the, at the JV game. I'm thinking, okay, we're 8-0. That means we played eight games. We're only halfway through the season. <laughs> That'll make you feel better. That's the kind of optimism and genius that we come to expect from the voice <laughs> of the Vipers, Merle Bertrand, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I, I often think about, you know, what's different, what's the same about high school football from, you know, back many years ago when I played in Texas, you know, some of the things are, are similar. You know, the passion that it permeates the, you know, the, the communities, that's all very similar. Uh, the stadiums are bigger and nicer. Uh, the band is probably, oh, man. the band performances are probably one of the biggest differences to me in terms of just the human spectacle that is put on. I mean, this is, this is the Vista Ridge band and they're giving a very good account of themselves in terms of their performance. We got to see the Vandergriff 
Van and I, uh, did we get a re result at the area level last weekend? I know they were going to the competition on Saturday. I, sh I should have looked on Twitter. I, I did not, but I, as far as I know, maybe if John Boyle's out to listen, he can he can text us and let us know what happened because I think they moved on to state. You know, we brag about the Viper Band and the Vision Dance team all the time. This Mr. Ridge Band is right there with them. They, they, they are battling it out like they do on the football field and basketball and baseball everywhere else. They're another perennial state power here. And Look I think there's that. one other band in the, in the district that's always in the mix as well. So they do a lot of things right in the Leander School District. That is absolutely right. We got, you know, I think we've got one of the better tiddlywink teams in Leander <laughs> ISD. You know, got pretty, we're competitive in everything. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Central Texas, you know, just the population growth that's happened here in the last 20, 25 years. You know, you bring in a, just this many more people, all the, the school population sizes have right. swelled. Yet, you know, uh, five years ago, and I don't know what the most current stat is, but about five years ago, Leander uh, Independent School District was the second fastest growing school district in the state of Texas, next to Laredo ISD down on the border. So uh, this is just, a, you know, a lot of people moving in here. And you think about the, the number of schools, you know, uh, now you got, you know, Glenn's open. Yep. And, you know, they've been open for, what, their third or fourth year? More than that now. The Glenn's been open for about uh, six or seven years, I oh, believe. Wow. But, yeah, it goes, goes by fast, doesn't it? Yes, and I, I mean, I think they have another high school planned or something. I think so. I mean, that whole area, we used to drive 183 to see the park to Leander. That whole road now out to uh, 29 with Liberty Hill on the left and Georgetown on the right, uh -huh. it's all filling in. So Georgetown is going to grow. Liberty Hill has moved up. That was a sleepy little 3A school. Now it's moving up to 5A, pushing 6A. It's going to be the middle of town. Yep. Liberty Hill is going to be the middle of town. <laughs> 20 years. Got an email from Paul Wood. Says, watching Drew Mestamaker from Little Michigan. Go Vipers from Grammy and Grandpa. Thank you very much for the email, Mr. Woods. At voiceofthevipers at gmail.com. We've got a lot of Michigan connections. Right? Well, a lot of Midwest, yeah. A lot of, a lot of Michigan connections. Blake, yeah. Blake Frazier. That's true, he's yeah. A, he's a Michigan commit. Going to go up there and play for the Think about this. The maize and blue. Do you think Coach Sanders thought they would have a D1 Big Ten offensive lineman back in 2014, 2013, 2012? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I remember. I looked as big as some of those guys. I remember there being uh, some conversations, that, you know, Coach Sanders uh, having uh, an issue with the fact that, you know, the, the fitness level was too high, the fitness regime, <laughs> because <laughs> none of the moms would allow the, you know, the, the kids to get too big. Right. Because right. everybody's fit around here. And, uh I don't know what happened. They, they managed to turn the corner and, you know, convince them to get the protein shakes out. They, they didn't have it, have it back then, <laughs> but otherwise, of course, Sanders would be anonymously door dashing some steaks or yeah. something over to people's houses. Yeah, we got some beef now, baby. <laughs> I, I, I remember that uh, the big playoff team, you know, when we had, uh, you know, you know, Pax and Seguina and yeah. um, Alex Fernandez. Alex Fernandez. And, and those yeah. were the biggest players on the field. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. we had, uh, and what was the other receiver? Bear, uh, Bear Christensen. Bear Christensen. You know, he and Paxson were 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and we had a bunch of 6'6", six, six you know, 200-pound offensive linemen. That's tough sledding. And now we got a bunch of gorillas up there. Yeah. Man, it's, we're big up front. 17 to nothing. Vister Ridge will get the football first to start the second half when we get underway here in just a moment or two. And if you're just tuning in, the Vipers have won the roster battle again 61 seniors on this Vandergrift Vipers football team 60 on the roster for Vista Ridge total that is so crazy and that's the fourth or fifth time we've had that happen this year 
Uh, we didn't have anyone even close to the roster size last year until we got to that first round of the playoffs. Converse Judson had a pretty big roster. Yes, they did, yeah. I think they had 30-something seniors. Last year we had 50, 50 plus, so. The cumulative effect of all of that and just in terms of the depth, you know, what we've seen this year is some plug and play linebackers. Right. You know, we talked about them being healthy, but we still don't have uh, Blaine Becker back. I think he hasn't been on the field tonight. Alex so, Witt's still out of the lineup. Yeah, so there's still a few guys that got some niggling injuries. And then, you know, the, the depth of this Viper squad is making a difference. The Viper set to kick it off going from right to left as the second half about to get underway. The wind aiding this one. This one's going to go five rows deep into and out of the end zone. And Vista Ridge will take over first down and 10 from the 25-yard line, moving from left to right. Rangers in black with the white numerals, red trim, black helmet, red BR on the side. Vipers in the white jerseys, black pants, black numerals, and the black helmet with a chrome stripe. I don't know when that chrome came in, but, man, it's a good look. Oh, man, it's tight. Who's looking tight in the silver, black, and white? I don't know if you've heard that cheer before. That's a dandy. Ah, I like that. Yeah. All right, so here we go. First down and 10 Rangers from the 25-yard line. Their first possession in the second half. They'll have trips wide left. They stay with the converted linebacker, Grant Anderson, a quarterback. And he's going to take it around the right side and gets out to the 26, maybe the 27-yard line. That's going to be about it. Gain of two yards on the play. Cruz Carrasquillo on the stop along with Aiden Jones. Well, he is a linebacker, Grant Anderson, number eight, but he is going to be in the ice bath tomorrow. That's another pounding that he took right there. That's a two of the toughest earned yards you're ever going to see yeah. right there. Sebastian Cavett in there to put the boom on him. Ben Boer, Diego De Lavara Vasquez, number 22, Aiden Jones, a host of Vipers on the stop. Second down and eight from the 27-yard line. Should receive his left one to the near side. Empty back set again. Dropping back Anderson. Rolling to his right, Flacken's down. This is probably a hole in the backfield. Fire flag down the field and broken up, incomplete. Great coverage downfield by Sebastian Kivet, but I think we're going to have a hole in the backfield. And that's one of the most obvious holding penalties I've seen <laughs> this year is Deshaun Morgan looked like he was wrestled to the ground from behind by their left tackle. But, hey, you know, when you have a guy beating you upfield yep. all game, you sometimes – Necessity is the mother of invention, and he didn't get away with it that time. Vipers will take the penalty with, against a struggling offense. They'll take the 10 yards to second down at 18. Vista doing a nice job on defense, as we talked about, but it really has been a frustrating evening against the only defense in the district better than them. Have not been able to come up with any answers. Go second down and 18 from back to the 17-yard line now. Two receivers left, one to the near side. Oh, they split out the tight end, so they got three to the left, two to the right, and an empty back set again for Anderson. Swing pass, left side, complete. Two to the 15, bouncing to the outside of the 20, and gets some of the penalty yardage back out to the 24-yard line. Tavon McAdams, the senior, on the receiving end of that one. Pick up about six yards on the play, but still third down and about 11 to go. So that's a great job by number four, Bryson Carter, right there, Merle, because he has got the outside force on that play. He's the boundary corner. 
Uh, I've heard Coach Sanders talk about the rule of 21 when you're in that spot. You're gonna, always going to have 21 players inside of you. He's get to the outside of that play to force it back in where we got some more white jerseys. Great job, Bryson Carter. Third and 11 from the 24. Trips to the near side, two wide left. Dropping back in trouble, and he's going to go down. Pick your poison. I saw 55 and 40. That's Boer and Deshaun Morgan. Somebody got to him first. That this was Ian Witt. Ian Witt, yeah. With another sack, tackle for loss. He is having an absolute monster year, Merle. Number 61, unblockable at times. Last week we saw him make last week we saw him make three consecutive tackles in the series, and he is just an absolute menace to society. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ian Witt, number 61. Fourth down and 16, back to the 19-yard line. Punt formation again for the Rangers. And a low wobble end over end kick is going to take a, side, a viper roll back the other way. Going to be gone at the 43-yard line. So only a 24-yard punt, no return, but the Vipers will start this drive in good field position at the Rangers' 44-yard line with 9.48 to go third quarter. So we heard Coach Sanders last week coin a phrase a bit in terms of the Miles Coleman effect. You know, yes. in terms of what you're instructing your punter to do because you don't want to kick it away. I mean, if you've you know, been watching any tape whatsoever, uh, and these coaches, that's what they do. I mean, you just don't want to kick it to him in any space or he is going to torch you. The result of that is you get a lot of shanks, you get a lot of short punts. That's you're exactly doing right. That you're not normally doing. It's a big net effect on the field position. Cannot be understated. Here you are starting the offensive possession on the 44-yard line. So two receivers to the right, two to the near side for Eli Adams. Adams dropping back, quick drop, firing over to the right side, and a little miscommunication there. Those brothers have been on the same page a lot this year, but that time Eli broke off the route and Deuce fired it over his head. Well, you had Eli and Miles over there the same side, so you know there's going to be an extra defender over there for Miles. Keep thinking we're going to hit Skoglin up the middle. Such a big target. He's got great hands. Second and 10 from the 44-yard line. Handoff, off right tackle, 48, picking the spot inside the 40, drag tackle down to the 35, down to the 34-yard line to the 33, in fact, an 11-yard pickup. Good for a Viper first down. Yeah, what a tremendous job by Sam Perry, number 78, and Gage Garrison on that right side. And then you bring Jay Skogel into the picture. Viper's Devastating. Going. Viper's going quickly at the 33. Hand off again, 48. This time stacked up to the line of scrimmage, but still the rugby pile pushes it down to the 30-yard line. Didn't look like much, but it turns into a three-yard pickup. So a positive yardage play makes it second down and seven. You know, I like the fact that we're able to pound the rock. You know, three three yards in a cloud of rubber pellets, as you like to say, Merle. Right. That's a that's going to pay dividends down the line that you can run the football like that straight downhill, straight up the field. Second and seven from the Ranger 30, moving from right to left, ball in the far hash. Golden comes in motion across the formation, play action pass for Adams, looking, swings it out right side to the safety valve, caught to the 30, breaks a tackle to 26, gain of about four yards there. And a nice job coming back to help out his quarterback was Brendan Fournier. Nice hands by number 21, Brendan Fournier. He was a hockey player also. That sounds like a hockey name, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure reason? does. It must be that French thing. I'm glad they got him to give it up for football <laughs> at this point. Third down and three from the 26-yard line. 
pistol formation. Handoff. Nope, dump it off underneath there to the near side to Coleman. Gets the edge turn to the 20 and knocked out of bounds at the 16-yard line. Just swing it to him in the backfield, and Miles Coleman with that afterburner picks up the first down for the Vipers. Hey, great job right there, number 18, Bryce Altrudo. Just doing enough to get a piece of the defender on the outside. That's their corner uh, defensive end, Kalen Dees. Just got a piece of him, allowed allow Miles to hit the corner. And off Fournier picking his spot inside the 15 and lunges down to about the 14 to gain a two, second down and eight. Clock is running though, Hank. That starts to become a factor by now. Yeah, I felt a little sorry on that play right there for number 50, Jacob Henry. He pulled from that left guard spot and he couldn't find anybody to block. <laughs> Poor guy. All that work and nowhere to go. <laughs> second down and eight from the 14 yard line. Straight ahead, hand off again to Fournier. Both hands in the football as he pounds it down to the 10-yard line for a four-yard pickup, sets down third and four. Uh, this is just hog molly central right here, Merle. We are just absolutely. Can't get that smile off your face, I can mean, I? it brings a tear to my eye to see us run the football like this. Just a nice, good push. That offensive line, just a bunch of road graders up there. It's awesome to watch. Everybody's got that back. That flat back, got the two-hand strike, making it happen in the trenches. Third down and four. Coleman in motion left to right. Play action. Adams rolling to his right, dumps it off underneath, completes the goal, getting upended at the eight-yard line. Going to depend on the spot. Looks like he's a yard shy. Good open field tackle out there by Mr. Ridge. It's going to bring up a fourth and one. Vipers don't give any indication they're bringing on a field goal unit based on where we've been running the football. I but think you've got to ask your offensive line to get this for you yeah. right here. And if it's in the middle of the field, you might take it, but it's right. all over on the far half. That's a heck of an angle. The fourth down and one from the seven-yard line. Empty back set for Adams. Coleman in motion. Adams fakes it to him. Up the middle, first down and more, down to the five. Breaking tackles all the way down to the two-yard line. I think that's 48 in a wildcat. Oh, oh, he has 21, not two. You're right, yep. That makes a lot more sense, first and goal. Boy, that bodes well for the future right there because you're advertising that you're going to run to the right side there, and 48 just ran through a cavernous hole for about seven yards. First down and goal, Adams back in. Now the handoff to 48, the conventional touchdown into the end zone, touchdown Vandergrift. That was a good drive. That was a thing of beauty, Merle. You go nine plays. 44 yards after that short shank punt. Brennan Fortier doing the bulk of the work there. Looks like he had about five carries on that drive and the Viper offensive line in control. Couple of nice short completions. That's a ball control looking offense right, right. there. So I, I think what we saw is we saw Blake, uh, um, we saw Coach Mauser say, we're gonna matriculate the ball down the field Stop taking some, so many deep shots and let's just get some first downs and go score some points. That's exactly what I happened. I think that's a, first, that's a halftime adjustment by Coach Mauser. We've seen him do it before. So up 24 to nothing now with 5.56 to go here in the third quarter. That was a comfortable looking drive. Putting the, putting the burden on your offensive line and if they can deliver like that, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yep. You know, you heard from Gage Garrison's grand grandparents I mean if you don't know an offensive lineman ladies and gentlemen you should meet one because <laughs> they are fantastic human beings halftime out in Bastrop Liberty Hill 
getting healthier. Coming off their bye week, 46 to 24 over Bastrop. Westlake over Bowie, 52 to nothing at the half. Wow. Wow. The Westlake machine keeps marching on. Cedar Park over Leander, 21 to nothing over at Bible Stadium. Early third quarter there. You know, we're going to make the playoffs and this, you know, bring this bring whoever it is on. I mean, I think D2 would be a that'd be a good thing for us to try to make a deep run, but I'd like to see this team against Lake Travis and or Westlake. Yeah, I would too. Kick off for Olsen. That goes into and out of the end zone. Let's not forget, if you go D2, Dripping Springs handled Lake Travis pretty handily last week. Yes, they did. And uh, they gave us result. a bit twice last year. We had, you know, took care of business pretty good in week number one, but I guarantee you Dripping Springs is a lot better football team now than they were then. Uh, there's absolutely no doubt about that. I mean, we saw how much they improved last season. Right. You know, as did the Vipers, but uh, what a colossal showdown that was at the quarterfinal round last year in the playoffs. Right here in this stadium. What a football game that was. First down and 10. Rangers trying to get something going at their own 25-yard line. Trips wide left, one to the near side. Shuttle pass underneath. New quarterback in, I think. And same as all. Lost three yards. Ian Witt, once again, making a tackle for loss, Merle. The man is a menace to society. Yes, he is. I, sometimes he just looks like he can't be blocked. I mean, he, and a lot of times, playing that spot, Merle, number 61, Ian Witt, going up against a double team, and he just does an amazing job of fighting through those double teams and just causing confusion and delay in the backfield. When you see a guy as a nose guard running down a running back who's running a jet sweep, <laughs> I mean, come on. The guy can run, and he's big. It's almost not fair. Second down and 11 from the 24-yard line. So Jackson are, are not in a quarterback. Hand off left side, and boy, flung to the turf. Diego De La Vasquez knocks down his opposite number, number 10, J.D. Jackson, for another loss. Third down and 12 coming up. Man, I know his parents, and they are nice people. I'm not sure what they're <laughs> feeding him, but he is in a bad mood every time he arrives to where the ball is. What is the deal with that? Whew. Senior quarterback Jackson Arnott started the season for the first seven games, went 58 for 109, 670 yards, 10 touchdowns, six interceptions, was injured, gave way to Grant Anderson last week. Anderson got the start tonight, but Arnott back in the football game tonight. Trying to get something going here on offense. Third down and 12. He's going to drop back, attempt his first pass, and he just <coughs> throws it. Incomplete. Man, knocked the helmet off. Clean hit. Diego De La Rara Vasquez oh. just leveled him shoulder pad to shoulder pad. Man, I have to say, that might be the hit of the season. D-cleat, D-helmet. And the referee is standing right there, so. Totally clean. Totally clean. Looks like somebody shot him out of a gun as he Man. lined up on the left side and just unblocked, came and lowered the boom. Punting you to nine again, and kind of an angle off the side of the foot again. Takes a ranger roll, and gonna be rolling dead at about the 41 yard line. So 425 to go third quarter, Vipers up 24 to nothing. Starting to get control of the football game, a scoring drive here, I think will make everybody wearing white feel a lot better about things. Once again, the Miles Coleman effect. Yep. So, you know, based on what we saw right there, Merle, the instructions to the punter was, I want you to punt it over to uh, the, the bottom of the numbers. Right. Do not give that guy a chance to return the kick. And so you figure that's a, you know, 15 to 20 yard net gain in field position because you just don't want to kick it deep. 
First and 10 Vipers moving right to left from their own 41 yard line, 425 to go third quarter. Play action pass, Adams dumps it off underneath the Skolgan here on the screen pass to the 45, to the 50, ahead of steam across the 50 to the 45, breaks a tackle inside the 40, all the way down to the 39 yard line. Jay Skoglin just leaving black shirt clad Rangers in his wake. Hmm. Man, that kind of play right there really makes my heart sing, Merle. That's a tight end screen after, off of play action. What a really cool looking play design and Jay Skoglin Broke a couple of tackles and you know he can do a little bit of everything, Merle. Skogan lost his helmet. He'll have to come out of the game. It looks like Brock Chilton was out blocking for him, and he's down on the carpet right now. And he was blocking downfield and had somebody run up on the back of him. I'm gonna get to see him get up. 6A football is not very common for a sophomore to start. No. Nope. Is that uh that might be Blake Frazier. All I can see is something seven. It is Blake Frazier. And he's not putting any weight at all on the left wheel. That is not good news at all for Viper fans. Not at all. Senior offensive lineman. Michigan commit. I think his dad played football in Michigan too. So we want to get him over there to Doc Crawford and Doc Molina. Shows how good he is on that screen pass. He was 20 yards down the field, out front blocking. Yes, indeed. So next man up, number 78 is, not 78, 79. That is, well, maybe not. I have to get the binoculars. 76 is in at left tackle. That is Jadrian Smith. First down, Vipers at the 39-yard line. Adams dropping back, looking downfield, fires over to the right side, and a sliding catch made by Miles Coleman at the 22-yard line. That'll be good for about a 16-yard pickup and another Viper first down. Well, you're getting a little bit of pressure as Vista Ridge registered four sacks in that first half, Merle, and we've seen a lot of quicker throws, and that time you move the pocket out to the right with a mobile quarterback like Deuce Adams. Like that play call. First down, Vipers at the Ranger 23-yard line, 3.40 to go. Two receivers wide right, two to the near side. Skolgan to motion. Contemplate, no play action, pass over to the right side, complete to Coleman again, and he breaks, tries to spin free at the 20, knocked out of bounds at about the 18-yard line, so a five-yard pickup, second and five. So there you get to see how good Miles Coleman is at route running, Merle, because that's on the right hash doesn't have a lot of room to run that route. It's just a quick little out route. Drives the defender off the ball. Makes a quick cut to the outside, five yards. What is this? The Vipers doing a merry-go-round coming out of the huddle, and then they come up to the line of scrimmage. Wildcat to Coleman, back to Adams. Swing pass over here to Chilton. Near side, caught at the 20, 15, 10, 5. Razzle, dazzle, touchdown for the Vandergrift Vipers. Well, just when we think we've seen it all, Merle, you get to see the roundy, roundy, round, dosy do touchdown formation. <laughs> I don't know what you call that play, but I'd like to know. 30 to nothing. They were in the huddle, arms around each other's shoulders, rotating counterclockwise. They break out, run up the line of scrimmage, Wildcat to Coleman, to the right to Adams. Adams all the way across the field to Chilton. Touchdown, Vandergrift. And the extra point from Riley Olsen is through the uprights, and with 2.47 to go, 
The Vipers have slowly but surely broken this one open, 31 to nothing. And look at a peek inside the mind of offensive coordinator Mauser on that play. That was uh, absolutely beautiful thing to watch. I have never seen anything like that. I haven't either. <laughs> but that's not the first time we said that this year. That's and I'm true. A, I'm afraid that we uh, may say it again. <laughs> I'm hopeful. Well, it's Boston Second for station identification. You're listening to Banding of Fibers Football on the Horn. You're listening to KTAE AM Elgin, K270CO Round Rock. We are the Horn. The Horn. 247 to go, third quarter. It was now up 31 to nothing. Let 17 to nothing at halftime. And they've come out guns a blazing here in this third quarter. Well, we asked for some variety in the scoring <laughs> plays at the beginning of the broadcast, and Coach Sanders and Mauser have delivered. Charlie Reed with the kickoff. To drive this one into and out of the end zone. It wasn't just the play design, which was impressive enough. The presentation. The presentation. Thank yes, you. Yes, the presentation. If you're a chef, you got to make the plate look good. And the plate looked really good on that play. Something tells me that one will be on the news tonight. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What is the defense thinking there? You break out of that roundy round, dosy do deal, whatever it is, and, and the direct snap to Miles Coleman. All eyes on him, and then, oh, by the way, the quarterback's back there in a Wildcat. Pitched the ball to him, and he throws it across the field. I mean, come on. It's almost not fair. <laughs> First down at the 25-yard line. Pistol formation here for the Rangers. Go back to Anderson, and he's going to take it himself out across the 29-yard line. Gain of about four yards on the play. Again, the starting quarterback, Arnott, was shaken up. Tried to come back in. He took a heck of a shot last series. So I've got a feeling it was a short-lived experiment. Yeah, we're not going to tell you who made the tackle that time. We're just going to let you guess. It was number 10. I was going to say. Second down and six after the four-yard pickup up to the 29-yard line. Trips to the right side. Anderson to his right, looking for a running room, not going to find. Oh, he scored it up and picked up maybe a yard. Got back to the line of scrimmage for sure, but Vipers had him in the backfield. And somehow he cut up inside Ben Boer to get back to the line of scrimmage. No gain of the play, third down and six. Always so disciplined, Merle, these Vandergriff Vipers. Number 55, setting the hard edge that time. You've got to go inside him or he's going to crush you. Right. But the bad news is, is there's a bunch of other white jerseys in there that are going to clean up the mess. Everybody's staying in their lanes. Everybody's doing the job. Vandergriff, that's the hallmark of Vandergriff defense is discipline, Merle. Discipline and speed. Third down and six from the 29-yard line. Receiver going in motion. Anderson dropping back. Looking downfield. Swing pass to the right side and blown up. Wow. Incomplete pass. Timed perfectly by Aiden Woods. He could have gone for the interception. He realized he's going to tee him up instead and... <laughs> Man. I'm going to walk out of here with a limp. This, this game has been so hard hitting. What in the world is wrong with him? Why, you know, he just uh, he just wanted to hit somebody. Yeah. Number 22, Aiden Jones. Four. Laying the boom. 
Didn't have a good day in history class or something. Fourth <laughs> and six coming up. Vipers bring the pressure and almost get there. And that's going to be a roughing the punter. Back to Coleman to the 40-yard line. He's going to get out of bounds to the 45. Vipers brought the pressure. Fusio Cat, the punter, stayed in there and delivered the punt. And I'm guessing this is going to be the 15-yard variety. Yeah, I think so. Wasn't a cheap attempt. They just went for it all and didn't quite get there. Well, that's an error of commission. We talk about it all the time. You know, the personal foul variety penalties where you're hitting somebody late are not good, but that's a hustle penalty. It's still a penalty. No, the officials are talking to the coaching staff. That makes me, they don't look happy. I'm guessing it's going to be a running into the kicker. Oh, well. Mr. Ridge coach looks apoplectic right now. Because if it's a five-yard penalty, that's, that's not, not a first, first down. down. Yeah. yeah, That's a tremendous turn of events. If it When you see a coach out to the numbers, that means they're not happy. Right. Yeah, just a five-yard penalty. Well, I guess this is going to have to punt it again. So out of the frying pan and into the fire. Kind of either way. I mean, they just kind of rolled into him. They didn't launch and fly into him at high speed. Well, the punter, number 17, tied to Cochette, did a nice job. He sold it pretty with well. With his sales pitch there, but. And it's a fake to the up back pitch out left side to Ducochet over on the left side trying to get the corner turn and will not. Loses three yards on the play because Bryson Carter read it all the way. They snapped it to the up back, Carson Smith. I was just about to say this might be a fake. Bryson he pitched Carter. it over to the, the punter and Vipers are ready for it. Bryson Carter shuts the door again. He's been doing it all year, Merle. We don't call his name that often. If you're a cornerback, you know, he reminds me of Ryan Arnold. Yes. You know, we never called Ryan Arnold's name <laughs> because nobody would run at him and nobody would throw at him because if they did, he'd make them pay. And right there, Bryson Carter does his job just like he always does. Turnover on downs is first and 10. The Vipers with their best field position of the night, Merle, starting on the 30-yard line of Vista Ridge, up 31-0. Don't blame the Rangers. They had nothing to lose right there. Absolutely not. Gutsy call. Gutsy call all the way. First down at the 30-yard line. Adams, bootlegs to his left, back to his right. He's going to go down. Now, we've seen this a few times tonight. The Vipers are going to want to clean that up because that's a loss of 10 yards on the play, second down and 20. Well, and that is the fifth sack by this Vista Ridge defense. So, offensive line is being tested. Andrea Woods writes in and says, rooting for you, Master Maker, from Andrea Daniel Grace and Alex from Fort Collins, Colorado. Mr. Makers are all over the state, all over the country. Michigan, Colorado, Texas. Yep. It's kind of like Drew Mr. Maker playing seven <laughs> different positions this year so far. Second out and 20 from the 40-yard line. And pass dumped underneath the Scoglin. Going to get the 10 yards back out to the 31-yard line. Going to bring up a third down and 11 from the 31. That's how the third quarter is going to come to an end. So the Vipers pull away in the third. They lead it 31 to nothing, 36 minutes in the books. We'll take a break and be back for the fourth and final quarter here from Gupton Stadium. You're listening to Branding of Fibers Football. (laughs) 
Piper's moving from left to right as the fourth quarter gets underway. Third down and 11 from the Rangers, 31-yard line. Trips wide left, two to the near side. Empty back set here for Adams. Coleman comes in motion right to left. Adams dropping back, looking left, swings it underneath to Chilton. Caught to the 30, breaks the tackle, 25, and spun down at the 22-yard line. Fumble ball came out, but I think the Vipers jumped back on it. Where have we seen that play. before? Nice yeah. job by George Farley coming back and saving that possession. I mean, what a heads-up play by George Farley there and a nifty catch and run by the sophomore, Brock Chilton. He caught that ball and had a lot of work to do. Yards after catch. And they're going to give him the first down. Big-time play from the sophomore. So the Vipers overcome the penalty. First down and 10 from the Ranger 20-yard line. Play action. Jumped it off underneath. Complete to Coleman on the right side. To the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Did he get it in the end zone? He did. Touchdown, Vandegrift. Absolutely devastating block that time by number 11, Jordan Oliver to spring Coleman for the touchdown. What a block on the perimeter. Outstanding. Bone crushing block out there on the perimeter by number 11, Jordan Oliver. Vipers are bringing the wood tonight, Merle. Yes, they are. Noel Colbert back in for the point after attempt. He was 20 to 22 coming into the game. Out of the hole, the mess to maker. Rangers jump off sides. Kick is up. Kick is good. And assuming they weren't drawn off sides, that'll be tacked down to the penalty uh, after the kickoff. 38 to nothing. Vipers have broken it wide open. Well, looks like we have resumed normal business in the second half, Merle. We've had three possessions and scored three touchdowns. You started off with a nine-play drive to go 44 yards for a touchdown. Then you had a five-play drive that went 59 yards for a touchdown. And in the short field that time after the fake punt, took you four plays to go 30 yards. That's 21 points in this Second half, the Vipers back out to a lead to which we're more accustomed. Right. But I do like the fact that we've been challenged yes. in I this game. You know, th the reality is, is we've given up five sacks. And so that's just, you know, that's an issue. We don't want to have our quarterback facing such withering pressure. So still some work to do for this Vipers. It's good to get a challenge at this point in the season. Steven Springer writing in says, we're enjoying the broadcast tonight from Salado. Awesome job by the Vipers offense as well as the defense. Go Vipers. From Steve and Barbara Springer, Janet Sanders' parents. So the first lady's parents are tuned in. Enjoying what they're observing here. And the kickoff from Charlie Reed is going to sail into and out of the end zone. Win, no win, doesn't matter. Not many guys get returns on the Vipers kickoff unit. We get a little spoiled. I know. I mean, you know, we got every year we got guys who can kick it through the end zone. And this year we got four. Four, you know, four kickers. They ought to just call the coverage team the wind sprint unit because that's <laughs> all you're doing is running wind sprints. Yeah, well, we take, uh, we've been in the past, we've taken bets on who, who gets down there first. That's true. We need to resume. We get Schaffner back in here so we have more eyes to watch the coverage team. The first down and 10 for Vista Ridge at their own 25-yard line. Two receivers to the right, one to the near side. 
Anderson got to keep it himself right side. Dumps it off underneath. Complete out to the 30 and up to the 35 to the 39. Nice pitch and catch that time. Out there to Jake Pando, the junior wide receiver. That's going to be good for a 10-yard pickup and a first down. Bryson Carter in on the stop. Not seeing many reserves on defense right now. No. Had another shutout so yeah. far. This ridge hasn't looked like they've are making much of a serious threat so far. Trips to the near side. Anderson in the shotgun. And looks like an illegal procedure. Yeah. That'll cost them five and make it first and 15. Well, those Viper defensive ends have been in the backfield the entire game. So I guess you want to try and get a head start there. First down and 15 back at the 30 yard line. Anderson, quarterback draw, takes it to the outside and not much running in there. Maybe only, oh, fumble, ball came out. Vipers are saying they've got it. We'll wait for the official and they do. Wow. The pounding 47, David Overhauser on top of the head. So I'm assuming that he's the one who came up with that one. Boy, that is probably the 12th 13th repetition on the design quarterback draw. And I don't think they have a pos positive average on that play. No. And Grant Anderson is going to be in the ice bath tomorrow. Mm. Quarterback for Vista Ridge. Definitely a brave young man. And Drew Mestermaker will take the field on offense. Put the ball spotted at the 34-yard line. So the senior Swiss Army knife in a quarterback, and he gets to play with the first unit here. Brendan Fournier lined up to his right side. And the handoff to Fournier up the middle, breaks the tackle inside the 30, down to the 29. Gain of about five yards on the play, second down and five, but I think this Mr. Ridge defense, Hank, is probably gassed. Well, I think they are, you know, we're one play into this and they're all looking, got two out of the two out of the four front four, now three that got their hands on their hips, which that's the indicator. Starting to breathe deeper, trying to take some pressure off the sternum. They've been getting pounded on all night by that front five. Yep. Liberty Hill running back, taking it 99 yards to the house. Oh, that's nice. That'll boost your average. Yeah, that's. Puts him in the record book. Second down and five, 48 again. Starts right, cuts it up the middle, inside the 25, down to about the 24-yard line. Knocked down there by Dushoquette. Jacob Henry has just recorded another pancake, Merle, just keeping track of that stat. I don't know if we <laughs> have any pancake trackers out there, but number 50 is apparently inclined to hit people. <laughs> Got number 37 in the game, making a nice block on that last play as well. That's Bridge Walker, senior tight end. First down at the 24-yard line. Mr. Maker, the handoff to Fournier, right up the gut again. Upended at the 15, down to the 14-yard line. But Brendan Fournier, another 10 yards and another Viper first down. Hmm. I think we're starting to see a death of a 1,000 cuts. Yep. 
You know, the three-yard gains, then they start becoming five-yard gains, and now there's seven and eight and nine and ten-yard gains. Jackson Barr is checking in up front as we depth. Another wide body on the offensive line. They're going to need that depth if Blake Frazier is going to be out for any extended period of time. Yes, indeed. So you got number 70 is in at left tackle. That is Austin Lewis, a junior offensive lineman. Second down and about a foot. It wasn't quite a first down, and it's still not going to be, I don't think, because they Oliver on the carrier. But the Rangers defense, good pride there, stacking them up for no gain. Third down and one. Ball spot at the 15-yard line. 8.50 to go in the ball game. Vipers up 38 to nothing, trying to put the icing on the cake here. Oliver to the right side of Drew Mestermaker. It's in Walker in motion left to right. Oliver with the carry. Has enough for the first down. And more breaking tackles inside the 10 down to the 9. Mm. That'll be good for a 6-yard pickup. First and goal, Vandergrift. Mm. Ryland Wisdom, the center. Absolutely devastating up there. First-year starter, Merlin. He has just been a linchpin up there. That center position, he absolutely drove his man off the ball big time block by number 63 Jackson bars in there at right guard number 72 Sam Perry still your right tackle you've got number 76 is slotted down to the left guard that is Jerry Duran Smith and number 70 Austin Lewis is the left tackle that's with either side handoff to Oliver up the middle spins inside the five down to the four as Ben Emanuel is also in the ball game lined up to the left side second down a goal from the four yard line after the gain of two well, you got to like the fact that you're, you got, got two new offensive linemen in there, and the Vipers are running right behind them. It's Jadrian Smith and Austin Lewis on that left side. Emmanuel stays in the game, lined up to the right side of Mestermaker. Handoff. Stays on his feet and gets back to the line of scrimmage. Maybe a yard in the play. Good balance there by the senior running back. And a ring by third down and goal. Nice play by number 43, Jackson Pratt, that senior linebacker from Vista Ridge. They're still, they're still going full speed. Well, they know it's going to come down the next week for them to get into the playoffs. So they're going to take on a wounded Round Rock team that was winning big tonight over Cedar Ridge last we checked. Well, that's a good result for Round Rock. And you got to think they're going to be ready to play next week. Everything's on the line. It's going to be an interesting week of football for sure. Third and goal from the four. And off up the middle and finding the end zone. Touchdown, Ben Emanuel, the senior, finds Payturf. Great block that time by number 76, Jadrian Smith. Outstanding. We got hog mollies. We got depth everywhere. Depth for the hog mollies. Yep, for the linebackers, unbelievable. 44 to nothing. This was a 17 to nothing game. It was actually a 14 to nothing game until the final minute of the second quarter. Well, just what the doctor ordered in the second half in terms of offensive output, Merle, is you've got four possessions and four touchdowns. And the Vipers look like they're in crew control in the second half. Paul Bear puts the extra point to the upright. 627 to go. Vipers up 45 to nothing. We'll take a break and be right back. You're listening to Vanica Vipers football on the horn. 
Noel Colbert is set to kick it off from the 40-yard line. 6.27 to go. All Vipers, 45 to nothing. Closing in on the second straight shutout. As the kickoff is going to be fair caught at the two-yard line. And Fist Ridge will take over first down 10 at their own 25-yard line. Scoreboard watching. McNeil leading Stony Point 38 to 14. Great news for the Mavericks. Not so great news for the Vipers as they're hoping to stay in Division Two. The other game we're keeping an eye on tonight, Ron Rock has defeated Cedar Ridge 48-7. So that is good news. So your special team standouts there. Noah Reitman getting down there. He was one of the first guys down there, along with Tate Stevens. He's usually one of the first guys down there on special teams. So first and 10, Rangers going from right to left, just trying to break up the shutout. Are not back in a quarterback handoff up to the line of scrimmage, and that is about it. Vipers swarming to the football. Number 47, David Overholzer. Overhauser, sorry. He's having a heck of a year as well. Got big Scotty Frazier, the senior nose guard in there. Also number 60 at defensive end, that's Adrian Macklin. Second and 10 coming up for Risters. They are in no hurry. In fact, you got your second group of linebackers in there. These guys have put some good shifts in. That's number 52, Dylan Lanahan, standout special teams player. Arnott handoff up the middle and stacked up at the line of scrimmage. Maybe fell forward for a yard. Overhauser on the stop again. Third down and nine coming up. Also, Dylan Linehan, a senior. He's put in a lot of good shifts this, this season also. Got number 42 in the game. That is Adam Scott, another, another guy who's got some quality minutes. He's only a junior. Number 23 is in at cornerback. That's Will Lyons, a senior. Third and nine coming up from the 26-yard line. Handoff, nice hole this time off left tackle, out across the 35 to the 40, and good for a Ranger first down on the carry for Vista Ridge, Mark Castillo. Number 25, Luke Miller on the stop. Had some help that time from number 79, Joe Geraci. I like that, I don't even know much about number 79, Joe Geraci, but I like him. He's a junior, I like his last name, and he's a defensive back wearing number 79. What's not, <laughs> what's not to like, right? <laughs> Yeah, looks like the Vipers are going to call a timeout. Coach Sanders seeing something he doesn't like there. He wants to coach these guys up, like Marcus says in the sideline. The coaching never stops. Never stops. 4.56 to go in this one. Began with a lightning delay. Kicked us off to about a 15-minute delay on the, on the start of the game. Well, once the Vipers got the offense unfurled, in this second half, it has been highly efficient and effective. Four possessions, four touchdowns. Vipers defense doing the job. You got another four three and outs in this second half. One of those was a fumble recovery on, on second down. So first down and 10. Arnott handoff up the middle and stacked up at the line of scrimmage. Digging for more. Managed a good second effort there to pick up a couple of yards. Hard running there by the Ranger running back. That's number 10, D J.D. Jackson. He was a leading rusher, and he hasn't had much running room tonight. Second and nine. Joe Geraci's 
Wants to get in on every tackle up in that safety spot, number 79. Also number 19, Connor Stevens. He knows you'll like his name, so he wants to give you a lot of time <laughs> to say it. I like his number better. 79 on a defensive back. We should do more of that. Second down and nine from the 41-yard line. Are not dropping back to pass. Pocket breaks down. That's got to be a hole. He's going to be sacked. That's got to be intentional grounding. They're just going to call it incomplete. Hmm. That might be a bit of a mercy call. But I think you're right. There might have been two of them there. Yeah, I think you're right. Holding, intentional grounding. Our second team defense looking pretty stout right now. So third and nine coming up. Overhauser's looking a little bit gassed, but he's staying in there. Receiver comes in motion right to left, and the handoff off left tackle, reverse the field to the right, back to the left, nowhere to go. Going to lose two yards. Which Viper was involved in that play? Tracy again getting in the action. He has to run like 15 yards to make those tackles. Overhauser's looked, looked like he was a little bit gassed there, but went ahead and got in on the tackle, so excellent effort by that young man. I would not be surprised if Vista Ridge has less than 100 yards of total offense tonight. I don't think there's any way possible they have that many yards. I don't think they. I don't think they have 100. We don't. You know, we don't typically keep the other team's offensive stats. We're not that sophisticated here. Right. We do have a lovely and talented statistician tonight. Red A. Hudson. Yes. Nice plug there. And it's not wanting to have to sleep on the couch anytime <laughs> soon. There's a timeout on the field with 2:58 to go. So the Vipers are going to not have to share. They came in already having a share of the sixth straight district title, and now if with this win tonight, nobody can catch them. They will be the guaranteed sole owners of District 25-6A's title. Well, that's the first in the uh, list of check boxes that you check off as you go through the season. Right. And I know that year they had to split it with Round Rock. They weren't happy about that. No, they weren't. So because Ron Rock was and rightfully so they had beaten the Vipers to earn that share. So they were saying we're actually number one. Uh-huh. I think Round Rock had a district loss that year. Yeah. Which caused the tie, but interesting how the, the guard seems to be changing in terms of the power center uh, in the district. Punting it on and pretty good punt this time. And back to receive the punt at the 29-yard line is George Farley, and that's where the Vipers will take over with 2.51 to go. For snapshot Dave, the new attendance figure is starting to come out for the realignment in February, so oh let the games begin. Let the games begin. So is it full redistricting this year? Yep, every two years. Every two years, right. Yeah. So, wow. Hmm. Will we say put? Will we put us in a super district again with, Austin, with uh, Lake Travis and Westlake? I mean, the way that they've been lining it up, it makes sense, I think, ge geographically and, and, you know, district-wise. I mean, I think it makes sense to put, you know, the teams from Leander and to in the same district as much as possible and right. Round Rock. I think it makes sense the way they've, they've been doing it. First down and 10. New quarterback in for the Vipers is Andrew Bouillette, the senior. Two receivers to the left, backs with the either side of him. And a handoff, big hole up the middle, 35-40, look out to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, and knocked down at the 36-yard line. Tate Stevens. Wow. 
Well, he called his name a moment ago on kick coverage. Gets reward for the hustle there. First down, Vipers. What a big run by number 35, Tate Stevens. Another senior. He's fired up. He's getting off the field. But, man, what a burst of speed through a gaping hole in the middle. Offensive line blowing open a hole. But Tate did a nice job shaking up a couple of tackles and getting upfield for big-time positive yards. Doing this Travis Brandon impersonation right there, right up the gut for a big play. To the receiver's left, first down and 10 at the 37-yard line. Bouillette in the shotgun again. And off to another back, and this time stacked up. It spins free, good second effort to the 35, and down to the 33-yard line by number 33. That is Ryan Shields. Got a number, got a uh, new center in the game. It's number 68, Charlie Mudlaff. Did a great job on that play with a double team with number 51, Jet Smith, another senior offensive lineman. Vandergriff continuing to make hay up front. There's another group of hog mollies and another set of running backs. And a great effort by Shields. They had him stacked up at the line of scrimmage. He refused to go down. 100 seconds left. One receiver left, one of the near side for Bouillette. Shields stays in the game lined up to the right side. And off Shields and Dragon tackles inside the 30 down to the 29-yard line. Another gain of about three yards on the play. Sets up a third and three from the 30. Great block that time by number 70, Austin Lewis. Pushing his man four yards downfield. Got number 94, Hunter Bice, the senior tight end in the game. Making it happen on the edge that time. And look at this, the Viper offense changing out like changing out a bad poker hand. <laughs> about eight guys come in off the bench to a whole new unit. And number 53, Aiden Romero, a senior linebacker. I think maybe I got the wrong number there. This is going to be your kneel down unit here, it looks like. Bouillette up under center. They'll let the play clock tick all the way down before snapping it. And this should be the final snap. And we got to get another guy on the field. Here's Hunter Bice coming on. Got himself set just in time. There's your kneel. Vipers don't have to snap it again. And they're gonna let it all run out. They're lining up on the 50. The fat lady is singing, Merle. 45 to nothing. Not as easy as it looks. Not in the first half anyway. Like the way the Vipers responded. I do too. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in the locker room. Even yes, though Coach Sanders didn't sound that mad when he talked to DeMarcus, <laughs> you know that they weren't happy only having 17 points. Well, I mean, I think there's a baseline level of uh, intensity that Coach Sanders is always at. And so, you know, you gotta. Right. Measure maybe in degrees. <laughs> uh, you know, I got the privilege, had the privilege of going in and listening to a pregame talk. It's something he does with all the senior dads, and the emotions and the intensity level are high in that locker room. I can tell you that. So the Vipers, their second straight shutout, 45 to nothing, and their second straight shutout over Vista Ridge. They blanked up at home last year. So right now, Vanderbilt has got Vista Ridge's numbers, and more importantly, improved to nine and zero and six and zero. With one final game of the regular season coming up next week against Westwood. So, And unless I'm mistaken, Merle, we're going to have a presentation of a gold football. Correct. It will happen at the conclusion of this game. Something that they set as a goal every single year is they're going to compete for and win that district championship. That's the first step in the larger picture. Vipers are outright district champions again. Adding to the accolades. So one more to go in the regular season and out of the playoffs, 45 to nothing, their final score. We'll take a break. If we come back, we'll hear from Coach Sanders a couple of times first with his recorded results. 
very appropriate for tonight. And then uh, we'll hear what he had to say in the immediate aftermath of this game when he talked to Marcus Spears down on the sidelines. 45-0, postgame show right after this. Van Deacon Fipers football on the horn. Oh, welcome back. I thought we were going to the uh, the interview, or the uh, uh, recorded interview there with the Coach Sanders, but uh, 45 to nothing. Vipers with the win here tonight over the Vista Ridge Rangers and the HUD team breaking huddle. A lot to talk about, Hank, as the Vipers look to move on and close out the regular season next week against Westwood. Well, there's still some questions to be asked in terms of you know the other results in the district. So Vipers are your outright district champions, Merrill, and I don't see the gold ball yet, but I'm looking for it. Um, and it's just a matter of where we're going to end up in terms of the playoff contention. I think based on what we've seen so far, it looks like Westwood is in, and they have a higher enrollment, so they'd go D1. Right. Uh, but beyond that, it's going to be down. That's going to be down to either Round Rock or maybe this Vista Ridge Club, or maybe McNeil. McNeil is going to be sitting at three and three. It looks like next week they have um, Cedar Ridge. So, uh, you know, McNeil's looking like they might have an inside track. Yeah. And yeah. that would be good for Coach Scott Hermes. Absolutely. Well, you know, as long as Westwood and either Round Rock or Stony Point gets in somehow, I, I, I'll pull for McNeil to be the fourth team. Yeah, I just don't. What, do we, uh, what did Stony Point do? Uh, they were losing last uh, to McNeil uh, last we checked oh, by. Yeah. A fairly I think that's going to knock so them out. That's going to probably knock them out. And it's going to come down to, you know, we'll, we'll find out. Westwood. I think, I think, West, I think Westwood is in. I think it's going to be between Round Rock, and Vista. Round Rock and Vista, the and winner of that one, and McNeil should McNeil. be in. Yeah. yeah. Well, all we can do is try to win next week. Yes, and indeed. And see how it goes. So, okay, I think we're ready to go. We'll go, go ahead and uh, cut to uh, Coach Sanders here right now and uh, talking about some of his uh, sayings throughout the year. We've had the hallmarks and the questions, and let's get to the results. It'll be Coach Sanders coming up here on the postgame show. Hey, Viper fans, it's time for the Viper Minute. Just a quick recap of all of the things that make us who we are as opposed to just being a football team. So we talked about our hallmarks, our questions, and our two results. Our two results, for those that maybe have missed, are graduate with honors and become a man of honor. And we talked about the importance of making great grades and shattering that expectation of the, of the dumb jock last week. Uh, this week it's just about becoming a man of honor. And there, there really isn't any bigger goal than that and so we tell our young men that and then they understand that yes some are going to be great football players some may not be um, 6A football is really I don't I always tell our guys I'm not sure I could have played at the 6A level when I was um, their age so I'm so impressed with them and all the stuff that they do but that all that stuff's going to fade away but the type of person that they develop into by the time they graduate from the school and this program could set them on a, an amazing trajectory for the rest of their life. So we're always trying to keep the main thing the main thing, which is the type of person you are, the type of human being you are. Are you that man of honor, the, the good husband when that comes down, down the road, the good father, um, responsible in your work, whatever your work is. Every day you're waking up and saying, how can I make a difference with someone else? Um, we definitely have to take care of our own family and do all that stuff, but that ought to be first on the forefront of our minds every single day. How can I influence somebody in a positive way? And I think, I think the stage of that that final goal, you know, we're setting the stage from the time they're freshmen all the way gra they graduate. I, I really believe that it goes to their core, and I think that they all strive for that. And we use the Matthew Vandergriff a lot 
around here as far as the, the goal. And everybody you meet talks about he was a good soldier, he was an okay football player, but he was an amazing human being and an honorable man. And um, that's what a great goal to, to strive to be like that. So I think that um, that kind of sums up our, our final um, thing that we're all striving for in the football program is to become a, a man of honor. Game show at Gupton Stadium, 45 nothing Vipers on top. Renee Hudson and Hank Hudson furiously going over the stats, and uh, I may end up on the couch after all. Oh, what, <laughs> no, what, what did you do now? No, no, I'm just teasing. Everything's good. Renee <laughs> did a great job, but uh, statistically, a, a pretty awesome performance from the Vipers. We had a lot of different guys score. Uh, we had uh, Brendan Fournier put in pretty heavy shift today. He carried the ball 15 times, Merle for uh, 94 yards and one touchdown. Zeta Oliver. You got the two hammers, the ball peen, and the sledgehammer there. <laughs> uh, Zade Oliver carried the ball 11 times for about 50 yards. He had, he also scored a touchdown. Uh, also, Tate Stevens had a big carry for 44 yards. Uh, also, number 24, that is Ben Emanuel. Ben Emanuel. He yeah. scored a touchdown on a four-yard carry. Uh, Deuce Adams had a pretty productive day in terms of effectiveness. He threw the ball 26 times, had 18 completions, and he had two touchdown passes. So in, in terms of receptions, uh, Miles Coleman did his usual uh, crazy job of catching the football. He caught the ball seven times for 150 yards and a touchdown score. Looks like uh, big number 88, Jay Skoglin. It looks like he caught the ball three times for about 21 yards. A couple of nice plays by big number 88, including you know his usual great job blocking. So statistically a pretty good job in terms of total offense. Looks like we had over 500 yards of total offense. Uh, the other big contributor on offense in terms of reception is number 17, the sophomore, uh, Brock Chilton. He, he caught the ball four times for 89 yards, including one of the most visually appealing touchdown <laughs> plays I think I've ever seen where we had the the roundy round do si do merry-go-round play. I'm, uh, I'd, 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 my, if I have one request from you, Merle, it would be to find out the name of that I, play. I was just going to say, that's my mission in life for yeah, next so Wednesday when I talk to Coach. Yeah, that was, uh, that was quite I'll a spectacle. I'll never forgive myself if I don't find <laughs> out. <laughs> so the Vipers pitch another shutout on defense in terms of uh, defensive production. I mean, you've got five three and outs in the first half, four in the second half. So that's nine total three and outs. So you, you did better by two than last week. You got a fumble recovery. Ian Witt had, I think, three tackles for loss, two sacks, three total tackles for loss. A uh, lot of guys with tackles for loss. Uh, Diego De Lavara Vasquez, I don't, I don't know how many tackles he had, but it was a lot. <laughs> Probably 10. He's uh, number 10, so I bet he yeah. at least matched that. And the fumble recovery is number 47, uh, David Overhauser. So uh, a lot of helmet stickers and uh, superlatives to go around for the Vipers tonight. Miles Coleman adding to his stat totals. Uh, in terms of production for the, you know, to be the area player of the year again. And then, you know, the Miles Coleman effect. I mean, I don't know what else we can call it. Right. Um, uh, th they wouldn't punt it to him. I mean, you saw the punter aiming to the sideline. Right. And, you know, so, and, and frankly, if I'm the opposing coach, I wouldn't kick it to him. I mean, I I, if there's going to be a point in the time, uh, you know, in the playoffs, we're going to play one of these good teams and they're going to test him. And so I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to see that again. 
<laughs> Somebody's going to end up kicking it to him, and uh, let's see let's see what happens. But he is an electrifying football player. And what about that first touchdown he scored? Right. That was a thing of absolute beauty. Just a little hitch route. He did yeah. all the work shaking off the defense, and right down the sideline it went. A beautiful, you know, he turned an eight-yard hitch route into a 35-yard touchdown by with a beautiful pirouette to the outside. Right. Be- uh, perfectly thrown pass by... Um, by Deuce Adams, he had a he had a great great game. Offensive line production tonight was uh, astounding. I mean, you 339 yards of rushing, uh, and just at times, especially in the second half, really just took over the football game uh, in terms of you know long sustained drives. That first drive in the second half, Merle went nine plays uh, and only 44 yards, but just three four yards at a time. And then by the end of the game, you saw those. Three and four yard gains turn into eight, nine, and ten yard gains because we just wore them down. You know that's a really good defensive football team, and right. you just beat them forty-five to nothing. That's exactly right, forty-five to nothing, the final score. So here's what we're going to do: we're going to take one final break. When we come back, we're going to hear uh, from Coach Sanders as Marcus Pierce caught up with him down at the sidelines. We'll come back at final thoughts and be back to wrap things up here from Gupton Stadium. Forty-five to nothing, your final score. Vibers with the win. One more quick break, and back to close it out here on the Horn. All right, back to wrap it up here from Gupton Stadium. 45 to nothing, your final score. Just a few moments ago, Marcus Spears had a chance to catch up to Coach Sanders down on the sidelines. Let's get his thoughts on the immediate aftermath of the tonight's 45 to nothing Viper win. Thanks, guys. Coach, that merry-go-round play, what was that? <laughs> you know, um, we called that Prestige Worldwide, and we um, we stole that from the Chiefs and kind of put our own little spin on it, and it worked out pretty well. I loved it. Uh, this game seemed to be a very hard-hitting game. It seemed like your defense was very upset. Um, you haven't given up uh, a, a, a point in 10 quarters or a touchdown in the last three games. How intense have your defense been these last few weeks? You know, how it's been. we've been very intense. How you do that is prep. And I've been very pleased with how we've prepped and uh, and prepared each week. And, and and we're showing up and being physical, which is a big part of being big part of what we're doing. All right, Coach, congratulations on the win. See you next week. Thanks, Mark. Right. Appreciate you. Back to Merlin Hank. Prestige. Worldwide, I don't even have to ask him, but I'm going to ask him where the name came from. Well, I think Brock says it's from the movie Step Brothers. So I, I guess oh. maybe the question, the follow-up question might be, does they have a play called the Catalina Wine Mixer? <laughs> <laughs> because that's all I don't know. But that, uh, I mean, uh, I don't recall ever seeing a play like that before, but uh, it will be burned into my memory henceforward. And, you know, I'm glad I got to see it. Well, the Vipers continue to do something uh, new, unique, and amazing every single week. Hope the trend continues. And that's exactly what we said we got here. So what are we going to see tonight that we haven't seen before? And uh, they answered in spades. So. Absolutely. Well, I know you got a long road trip ahead, so I want to go around the room and get final thoughts here before we before we get out of here. Marcus, any final thoughts? Oh, yeah, a lot of intense football. I saw a lot of hard-hitting play on the sideline. And I love to see how the kids are just rocking together, jumping around excited every play absolutely i think you're exactly right it was unbelievable i mean the you know vipers are up 38 to zero and the you know all the starters over there going crazy yucking up the and you know cheering their teammates 
uh, very active sideline deep into the you know the end of the game.